So, former NASCAR driver, and can I call you Jerry Bear? <laughs> what, it, yeah, okay. Is, yeah, is anybody call you Jerry Bear? No, I mean, you can call me whatever. I tried to call Jerry Punch Jerry Bear. He did not like it. <laughs> he didn't. No, he said, no, don't call me that. Yeah, I'm going to give a shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it worse, you know? All right. Jerry Bear, or known as Jeremy Mayfield. If you could describe your dinner with racers in one word, what would it be? Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Welcome to Dinner with Racers. Dinner with Racers. I'm your host, Ryan Eversley. And I am Sean Heckman. And you are in for a treat. Boy, are you. Uh, first off, let's just explain what's going on. We are wrapping up our journey across the country. We are literally driving from Charlotte to Atlanta to wrap up a 34-day journey that spanned 13,000 miles across 25 states to bring you 29 Free dinners that you can listen to and enjoy. Please don't write about it in the racer comments. Now, um, one of the people we had the true pleasure of meeting was Jeremy Mayfield. That's right. The Jeremy Mayfield. Now, if you don't know Jeremy Mayfield's story, he is truly one of the most unique stories in all of motorsport. He came up his own way through the ranks of stock cars, uh, would eventually go on to uh, drive for some of the biggest teams, including uh, Roger Penske, and eventually settled into a uh, factory Dodge NASCAR program run by Ray Evernham. What's cool about Jeremy is that he actually started out as a mechanic, similar to myself, and was known as a really good fabricator and worked his way from that into the first drive for the first team he worked for. He's since gone on to win a number of races uh, before starting his own team in 2009 uh, and subsequently was uh, banned indefinitely by NASCAR for uh, failing a drug test. Now the story does not end there and if you uh, do your own research you'll hear a number of different accounts and a number of different sides of this story. But what is unique to us and the way we like to run our show is our show is called dinner with racers not dateline with racers that's right and so our whole thing is that we like to sit down with people and kind of have a conversation with them and that's what this is it's a conversation with jeremy mayfield where he presents his career through his eyes and that's what we hear we'll say that jeremy paid us some really nice compliments afterwards and referred to us as one of the favorite interviews he's ever given and we couldn't have been happier to meet the guy, get to know him a little bit, hear his side of things. Now, we actually hear a lot of uh, funny stories. We hear about screwing with RV drivers. Reading that you're about to get fired in a newspaper. And generally, his side of the story on all of the things surrounding Jeremy Mayfield and Jeremy Mayfield's career. Genuinely have to thank him for the time. Genuinely appreciated uh, all the honesty. And, and we truly liked hanging out with the guy. We ate at the Silver Grill in Denver, North Carolina. And I'd like to point out this was apparently on, uh, according to the National Calendar Days, <laughs> Chucky, the Notorious Killer Doll Day. Okay, that's a day. Yep. That needs its own day. I, yeah, I had the Philly cheesesteak, and it was fantastic. And uh, I had the chicken sandwich. You, you did have the chicken sandwich that did. time. Okay, all right. And, of course, uh, none of this would be possible without a fantastic... Acura MDX that was uh, driven by none other than Dario Franchitti. I really love this Acura MDX. Me too, Dario. That's why I got it. And uh, of course, thank you to our fantastic sponsors, K 
Continental Tire. Continental Tire. Continental Tire. Continental Tire. Continental Tire. Jeremy Mayfield. Chair Bear. Meow. Welcome. Hey, man, I'm Ryan. Good to meet you. Hey, Sean. Hey. Nice to meet you, man. Grab a seat. Not at all. No, no, no. Right it's all time. good. Do you know the term driver rankings means? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. What's driver rankings? I don't know. To you. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, guess, I guess where you're ranked at in your division or whatever. Okay, points that, or whatever. That's kind what of. you would think. Yeah. Yes. Every NASCAR driver we've talked to, you know, Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, Tony Stewart, we, we kind of mm -hmm. always say, hey, do you know, you know what driver rankings are? And they're yeah. like, no. And it's like right. weird, and your yeah. sport seems to just be fine right. from like the top level to the bottom level because this is racing. Mm. The other thing is balanced performance. But, but it is kind of it is kind of ranked though, but not really like y'all ranking it. But it kind of is, you know. Right. Right. So then with, with the series, you move up. But oh yeah, that's a normal it, thing. But, that, that's well, just, but that's even that's going works. away now. You know, they're just popping in whoever they want to put in there we now. You know, so. it, right. Mm -hmm. I even thought about when all the stuff went down, down with uh, me and NASCAR. You know, I, th I said it'd be funny if I went and got a. Like, you know those in Hollywood, they make the mask and all that stuff, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and put a uh, a darker color on me. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. And, 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 and then show up, show up as just whoever, where I want to wear a hoodie, you know, right. show yeah. up as whatever. Yeah. And get in the car and just run, you know, run yeah. the wheels off of it. And everybody, sure, yeah. like an arc or somewhere to start yeah, with. Like, who is yeah. this guy? Who's this guy? And I get out and I won't even talk. Yeah. I know my voice. I'm like, hey, man. Right. Everything, yeah. like a PR. He lost his voice years yeah. ago. Hey, but but yeah. a PR man's nightmare, man. Just make it, you know, but, but run like hell on the racetrack. Just say, you know what I mean? <laughs> Is it Tyrone Biggs or something? You know, be something like that. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. So Dave we, can, we can hang with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, dirt, that's what I like about dirt like models is you just you run what you, whatever you want to run. Yeah. Basically. I mean, you don't, you run a – there's a, like a, I think a weight rule and a uh -huh. spoiler height rule or something, and you can run any that. motor you want to run, whatever right. you want to nice. run. That's you know? cool. Are you starting to get the Dr. Bobs who are complaining that, that it's not fair to run with a guy like you? Not really. Cause, uh, awesome. <laughs> no, okay. it's just racing. Right. Yeah. Well, there's really not a lot, a lot of the Dr. Bobs in there. You know what I mean? Because it – as far as what I want to do, there is some, but right. not not as many like yeah. it is when you guys. Well, do. it's probably also like you might have a guy that owns a grocery store, but he also knows how to drive a race car. Right, right. You know, which kind of yeah. how it all started. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have a guy like a Mario Andretti who's working at the tire shop on Monday, but then he's going right. racing that weekend. Yep. And he just happens to have a business. Yeah. You, you know right. what I mean? Oh, that's yeah. what I think you see more in the oval and the stock car, especially in the lower ranks. Right. Stuff. So people but, that race that are also right. right. And the good thing about this type of racing, like like the late model stuff, is that I don't know if y'all watched uh, any of the, like the. Lucas Oil races oh, or anything yeah, like that, yeah. you know. I mean, they're, they're like sold out everywhere, everywhere they go, right. all, all yeah. across the United States, you yeah. know. And, and it's not like that in the, um, like the hickories and all that, mm -hmm. the, the asphalt stuff, you know. Yeah. So dirt racing is really yeah, it's pretty much catching on, yeah, you know. it's cool. I just like to do more of it, you know, find the right people and the right sponsors. And right. Then I like to find a Dr. Bob who don't want to drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 put all this money in it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I know you're racing right now. Is that how you're making a living? Uh, not really. i just been making a living. I, I'm going to tell you, this is going to be funny, but um, <laughs> I've done this really even before I quit racing yeah. or stopped racing as far as the cup stuff goes. Yeah. And I always mess with junk cars and just like just junk scrap around. business. You know, yeah, that's yeah. what you talk about Bruce, you know, that's, yeah. that's the guy who was with me earlier. Right. And that's what he kind of does for me, kind of okay. does that. But okay. I mean, we'll go out and then uh, buy copper or, or stuff from the government, mm -hmm. from yeah. the government liquidation, and then we'll yeah. strip it and sell it. And My just, dad does the same thing. Really? Yeah. From the government? Yeah, from like military surplus yeah, that, and stuff. Yeah, that's where I get all yeah. of that. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a crazy amount of yeah. money there if you do oh, it. I got a big wire strip machine. Seriously, that's a crazy thing in his shop. And everybody laughs because they'll come down, especially my old shop, they come out there and it'd be like a pile of insulation. I'm not joking, probably twice as big as this right. as this restaurant that we've, we've already you know the copper's gone off yeah. of. that's just the insulation yeah. part of it you know exactly right but uh, yeah that's exactly where I get it at yeah. like we'll buy like um, 
20, 30, you know, 30,000 pounds of it right. from a couple of different locations. And, then you know, it all ends up there in about 60, 80, 100,000 pounds, yeah, you know. Yeah, my dad literally does the same thing. And, and then and then if I don't if I don't have a couple of loads coming in or something, which I haven't had lately just because the copper's been down, this, that, and the other, but I'll buy cars, you know, like a $500 car, $300 car, yeah. you know, and, and uh, there's a towing company right in Charlotte that's got a ton of them. I'm okay. just waiting. I got mouse watering on them, but I don't have the space <laughs> to do it yet. But I'm going to like, try to buy all of them from them, you right, know, like yeah, 100, yeah. 200 cars. Okay. And then um, – we take it and then pull the wheels, aluminum wheels off, oh, throw them yeah. in the pile and the converters in the pile and and uh, radiators, you know, all right. that stuff. We just throw it off in the pile. And uh, and then when we need money, we just sell whatever we need to sell to whatever's <laughs> okay, up that day, you know. Exactly, exactly. But I don't really have a business as far as business going on, but I'm sure I'm going to pretty soon. And uh, I'm going to do it. I'd like to do that in a bigger way to okay. turn this thing down. I, I like to do it in a bigger way where I got a, you know, I can more of a systems in place. You know, you come sure. in, bring the cars in. As soon as they come in, put a lift on them, strip them, right. you know. And then stack them over here to side, sell a few parts off of them, and then basically having a salvage yard, you know. Yeah, I got you. So we got to ask the hard-hitting questions here yeah. on our podcast. I'm sure you're sick and tired of being asked this, but I got to ask you. Yeah. How tired are you of hearing, hey, Jeremy? <laughs> Man, I, I haven't really heard that. I'm not really? sure. That was pretty cool. But, and uh, that's something I miss a lot, man, was Dodge. As soon as you say that, I think about Dodge, you know, oh, and, yeah. and doing all the commercials for them. Yeah. And, all that stuff, but I still get that a lot. Yeah. You know? Has yeah. Shana ever put on Octane 93 <laughs> behind the ears? No, I tried to get her to it one time. She didn't okay. want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Racing fuel, you know, 107 or something. <laughs> right. Um, it's funny because I get these these fans come up and they act like it's the first time I've, they've ever said it. You know, the first oh, time right. they've they said think it, they're but clever. They, yeah, like I've never heard that. You know? Right, exactly. Right. And they laugh, you know, it's a big deal, but it, it's funny to hear people doing that. Right. Right. Especially like, you still remember in that. In 2017, you know? they're still doing it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like we thought about that. I probably get It's probably trickled down if I count it by the year, probably 25 a year now, maybe. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so. I always thought you were a good race car driver, but I liked you in the commercials because you seem like the guy that you are right now sitting across from you. Right. I could tell it probably didn't take a lot of takes to get those commercials done. No, well, what's funny is what, the worst thing they can do, like if I do a commercial or anything, or even like a radio advertisement or anything, is, is put a something in front of me of what I'm supposed to say. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm not, my words, are, my vocabulary is not as good as a lot of people's, I guess. Okay. You know, the way I say things. So if I'm trying to read some, what they wrote, you know, like yeah. not, nothing is marketing, but the marketing guy come in, you know, they're whatever. They're you right can hate on marketing guys. No, they're like <laughs> want, want to say certain things, and and I just um, have trouble pronouncing it's it. Gotta come like from you, right? yeah. So I just throw in my own words and kind of shorten it down a yeah. little bit, and yeah. then like that, hey Jeremy deal, and then uh, I remember this point. Was, hey, she, she was flying the car, you know, and she's like, hey Jeremy, you know, and I was like, hey, you know, whatever, and. Uh, and that I suppose I forgot what I was supposed to say. But she's supposed to say, "You like it? Do you like yeah. it? You know." Yeah. And, and instead of saying, "Oh yeah," I was supposed to say, "Oh, oh yes, I like it," or something. Yeah, so, no, so, no, you know, no. so I guess I, I yeah. went, "Oh yeah, I like it." Then they yeah. used that part. Yeah, that was way better. So it's yeah. natural. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I'm, it's not. I'm not the guy. Oh yes, I like it very much. You know? right. We actually. <laughs> yes, it is lovely. <laughs> yeah, right. We so sitting in the race car. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, I like. It. We, we were joking because uh, we think that the commercial side of of like especially bigger sports like NASCAR, they've stopped being creative except maybe during the Super Bowl. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that commercial was always I thought was pretty funny. But my favorite one was the Tony Stewart with the Nextel, yeah. where you're backing the truck up and right. it's destroying his car. Like now yeah. that wouldn't happen. They wouldn't have <laughs> right. two separate sponsored drivers in the. You know what no. I mean? And you watch that, and you're like, that's funny. And yeah. it's not crude. Right. It's not inappropriate. It's right. just funny, clever. And, and yeah. I tell you what's funny about that. Like, like you're saying, you you watch the races today and and you see the, the drivers out there and you don't even really know who is driving what because there's not a there's not a brand and a yeah, driver not brand a centered program you know, and staying together throughout all the seasons. Right. You know, it's like I couldn't tell you now who any sponsors were for. Well, other than Jimmy Johnson, I, was, sure. I think right. he's got Lowe's, but I watched the other day and it wasn't on there, so I'm not sure <laughs> if he's got Lowe's anymore or not. You know, <laughs> right. but um, um, did you know that Jimmy John's sandwiches sponsors Kevin Harvick? 
Is it Jimmy Johnson? I think something like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. not Jimmy times. Johnson. It bothers the hell out of me. Yeah. yeah. I know it looks like Jimmy Johnson, doesn't it? It should right. be. Jimmy yeah. Johnson yeah. Foundation yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> It should have gone right to them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. But, but, yeah, it doesn't make sense how, um, you know, it's, that's, the sports change like that. You know, I guess yeah. from the you know from the point of the sponsor's point of view where they're spending that kind of money, you know. Yeah. But I guess the cost of racing has gone up where they can't do all the races or something. Right. Now, that, that doesn't really look good on their part, you no. know. No, 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 no. It's no. like, well, we can't afford to do all yeah. of them. Let's just do six of them, you know, yeah. or something like that. And, right. And you just can't build that relationship anymore and, yeah. and brand, I guess, right. you know. But back then it was fun because you could – like the deal with Tony and I, you know, on that deal there, um, that was, that's all, and that's really just natural. There's like we had one shot to do it in to crush the car, you know. Yeah. yeah. I was like, come on back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. It was pretty cool. <laughs> oh man. So in your career, you started out uh, as a fabricator, right? Is that um, one of the first jobs you had? Yeah, just because that's all. Because I'd been building my own cars. Right. Right. And, and you're from you're, Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky. Yeah. And um, I'd built a lot of race cars, you know. Well, I guess what was cool was I, I got to do a lot of stuff early in my life, mm-hmm. early in age, you know. And that's all I wanted to do. That's just what I had a passion to do and still do today, you know, building and working on cars. Right. And uh, um, when I moved to Nashville, that they were, you know, I heard the saddlers looking for a fabricator or something down yeah. there. So I went to work as a fabricator, but I, I could for build the whole Saddler race Brothers car. Racing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went down there and got the job and ended up being like the, you know, a few months later, turning into, I was kind of running the shop and then turning into a crew chief in the Arca cars right. and all that yeah. stuff. And uh, so that, that was fun. That's, that's definitely the changing or the turning point in my career when it, yeah. I knew I was heading in the right direction then, you know. Now, were you that asshole that was always like, I want to drive, and, like, they wouldn't stop talking about it? And it's like, no, yes. no that's great, uh, but uh, you, you got to weld right th- now. Th- that's exactly what happened. I, yeah. When I went down there, I said, I said look, I'll, I'll come in and work my heart out for you and do whatever I got to do. And, yeah. and But if there's ever an opportunity, you know, that I can get in the car, I want to drive, right? Well, they said they're going to tell me whatever they want to hear because they want me to come down and go to work. So, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 come on down here and yeah. go to work. So, right. so you got conned in racing. <laughs> You're right, right. Okay. So I go there and start working in the shop and stuff, and then what happens then is like, well, I'm not racing on the weekends, then, so that they've never seen me drive. They don't know who I am, and, right? You know, so so I thought, man, I'm never gonna get a shot because, you know, yeah, it just ain't gonna work out, you know, right? Second, right so. And then uh, Texaco uh, Premium Diesel sponsored our Cup car one year because the Sailors owned the trucking company, you know, and they uh, we put them on the on the car and took it, went to Talladega or somewhere like that. And NASCAR made them take it off the car. For some reason, they didn't want a diesel sponsor, I guess, on, on a car. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it was. I think it was more politics involved than we know about. But sure. uh, so they had to take it off the car. Well, uh, Texaco Steel was our, our sponsor, so we put it on the Nashville car, which that was perfect because that was my suggestion. Was, hey, let's put it on a late model and I could drive it, you know. And we nice. did that. So and they let me run a couple races, and then they started liking it. And then next thing you know, I was full time driver for them, and nice. took off. So, so one of the names that's come up in the past couple of years with our podcast is Michael Cranifus. Yeah. So how did that relationship begin? It, it was great. You know, I, I was driving for, a, let's see, actually driving for Kel Yarbrough at that time when yeah. I went to work for Michael or whatever. But I, I knew a lot of guys on his team when he started that team, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sitting over driving for Kel, and, and, you know, we were struggling then. You know, didn't have a lot of money. I think we raced on, like, I think he got $2 million or something like that. I don't, he might have got more than that, but that's all we spent on racing, you know, yeah, was right. a couple million. Which, and, which not is a hard. lot on a couple level. Right, yeah, and, yeah. and that's back when everybody was getting five, six, seven million, you right, know. Right, right. And um, so – I knew a lot of guys on Michael's team when he started it, Red Dog and Buddy Barnes and um, Tim Brewer and all those guys were over there, you know, and, and they, they was kind of old school guys, but they were, you know, they helped me a lot in my career. I talked to them a lot, you know, and um, so they were struggling with the driver or whatever, and, and I think Andretti was driving it, and so we decided, to, you know, I went and talked to Michael, and he wanted me to come over there and drive for him, and then we swapped cars, and, you know, Andretti got in the 98, and I jumped in the 37, and and um, by the time that, that Andretti got in the 98 car, we, we had really worked on our um, speedway stuff a lot, T- Tony Fern and uh, all the guys over there. 
and they just got it figured out, and then we swap. And I'm like, and I think their first race or something like that, uh, Andretti went to uh, Kales, and they won the Daytona. Well, it wasn't the 500, but it was like the, the right. Firecracker or something. I yeah. thought, man, <laughs> but <laughs> this don't look good on me here, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, but, right. uh, but in the long run, I, big picture, I knew it would work out. But yeah. it, it was cool that they got to win too, you know, and, and run good. But I, but Michael really uh, was a huge part of of everything for me, really, you know. He's a great guy, funny. We had a uh, great relationship, you know, and um, what started off, it was Cranfus Haas, yeah, you know, right. and then... Um, that was not Gene Haas, that was no, Carl Haas. Carl Haas, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, he owned the Indy cars for right. Andretti and stuff, you know, and right. had Kmart and all that stuff. And um, so it started off like that, and then, and then something happened mm-hmm. there. I'm not sure what it was. And then, you know, um, Michael was still part of the owner, but uh, Penske bought into it and turned into Penske right. Cranfus, and then... And it was originally sort of like a satellite. Yeah, it's like yeah. satellite. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah well, it, it, that's what it should have been. And yeah. we, we were kind of had we had our own engine engine program mm-hmm. and chassis shop, and they right. had their own. And we were just like not that even was half a half mile from each other. You that know? was like oh, the right. Rusty Wallace days, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it started off where, you know, it, it started off goodness. It was good really the whole time. We just had a lot of uh, I don't know. I don't know. If you probably know this from racing, but if you got a race team that's got four or five owners in it <laughs> yeah you know what i mean and you got in the yeah and you got yes. a lot of and in nascar you know the cup racing especially there's a lot of egos there's a lot oh, yeah. of personalities there's yep. just all kinds of stuff, that which is the hardest thing to get to pull together right and you got that many yeah. you know there's just a lot of chiefs yeah. you know what i mean and, and, a, yeah. and a bunch of indians too you know what i mean <laughs> right and um so you know we started off like that and then um it didn't take long to figure out that we were running good and rusty was running good and right. and then uh me and rusty got you know kind of having conflicts on the racetrack and you know and just stuff like that and uh i was telling somebody the other day i'll go ahead and tell you this quick story but sure. um rusty was leading the points and we go to um like the fifth fifth race here i think it was like vegas and this is how stupid we both were you know what i mean i look back and i'm like man i, I could i really want to kick myself in the butt right now for <laughs> even doing it for now you know, i do it every time i tell this story but right. we're um i think i started like fifth and he was like second or on the pole or something or we was both like fourth and fifth somewhere like that yeah. that's about, about the same and and uh, we just got to where we were at trying to outrun each other more than we were the rest of the yes, competition, you right. know. And one reason, because I believed in what we had going on, and he believed what they had going on, mm-hmm. chassis and all that stuff. So that we uh, they threw the green flag, and we take off running. And about five laps in the race, I go underneath Rusty like this, and then caution, we go down in turn one and two. Yeah, it was like a restart. Okay. Yeah, or not, it wasn't a restart. We go down, we go in turn one, two, I get under him like this. Yeah. And then we come down the back, or coming off two, they, they come on radio and said, oh, right behind you, right behind you. Mm-hmm. All right, and this is before you had to stop. You know, you couldn't race to the yellow. Yeah, you, know, right, you could right, race all the right. way back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. So they said, oh, right behind you, right behind you. you know, so I said, backing off, I'm, I'm underneath Rusty, right? Just yeah. side by side. Yeah. We come off two like this, and Rex in turn one. We go down the back stretch, and I know they're telling him the same thing. He, yeah, he's yeah. not lifting, so I'm like, there's yeah, nobody no, in front yeah. of me. I'm not lifting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we go, here we go off into three. <laughs> <laughs> side by side like this, turn three. Right, right. behind you, back down, back down, right, right. behind you. Or turn one, well, you know. He's not. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I'm like, you can race back to the caution. I'm going to get him while I can, you know. So he stays right beside him. And this is Vegas. We, yeah, this is Vegas. So there, you got so between like start finish and turn one, there's like 300 yards. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, yeah, right. And, right. There, and there's a wreck down in turn fin- one. Yeah, yeah, finish your story. And we're getting ready to come off four side yeah, yeah, by yeah. side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, no and, one's and, lifting. And everybody shut her down. I think the ambulance is already already, already out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, we come, I guess, on the front stretch, and we go we're going racing back to the caution. You know, yeah, right. right. Oh, back it down, back it down, back it down. I wouldn't hear nothing. Yeah. You know? yeah. I, all I knew was two sitting right there, and I, yeah. I thought, well, if you're going to ride it out, I'm going to ride it out with you. But here we go. Yeah. So. We go past the start finish line, still hadn't lifted. Yeah, you know, you know everybody's like, the whole fans are like, Wait, oh, what is what? <laughs> yeah, and so all of a sudden we go off into we go past start finish line, like you said, not yeah. part, going to turn one like yeah. this. Yeah. We're in turn one, the wreck is right in the middle of turn one. <laughs> 
I go, like, I get in whatever they wrecked it. I get loose like this. Yeah. Boom, and hit Rusty. Yeah. Like, oh. like that. Oh, we, we went like this. Both cars turned around backwards. Went whoosh, straight, right, the wall, right, right, wall. Right, in, right in the middle of one and two. Right. Yeah. And the wreck's been, been there for a while. Really. <laughs> It worked, I swear, it back to me just like this side by side. <laughs> right, right. I remember, I remember sitting there like this, and it got quiet, man. I didn't hear nothing on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm thinking, holy shit. He was leading the points when we got there. Oh, you know, God. I'm like fifth in oh, the points. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, right. like? Right. I, I'll never forget it. it was, you hear a pit drop. Just cheat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. even a, like, you all right? Just like nothing. Nothing, nothing. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> and I just like put my window net down and thought, yeah. man, it's going to be a long ride back right here, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, man, our team's about got in a fight on pit road. And they, right. Yeah. We had to fight. Our, I had my own plane, so we, we, you know, me and the, I've got this crew chief and just a couple of us flew in line, you know. Yeah. But the rest of the guys had to fly back with the right. with the team, you know, and so it, it was just bad. It was only like, I think, 15, 20 laps in the race. The race just started, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, man, I, it, I'll never forget that, but just things like that just created all kind of turmoil, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure why, but they did. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. If I, if I tell my wife all the time, I said, if I, <clears throat> if I could just have, if I had a, coach or somebody that just said I didn't have nobody tell me nothing wrong yeah, I thought yeah. well, hell I did everything I'm doing is right you know yeah, I went from right. nothing to here I am I don't do no wrong you know and, and nobody's gonna tell you you're doing anything wrong yeah, you know yeah. Yeah. but if I had somebody that, that would just set me down and say, Look, like Cranifus he did it a lot but I didn't listen to him you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he did it I'll tell you about his way of doing things but uh you know, if I had somebody just pull the reins back a little bit and just say look just calm down a little bit you right. know I, we'd won a bunch of races you know right, right. so but as far as Cranifus goes you know he uh Things like that would happen, you know, or something happened in the shop, or we wouldn't we wouldn't be running good. He was real hot headed, you know. Yeah. I don't know if you know if you know him, no. but he's very no. hot headed, no. and he no. um, um, doesn't understand. Well, his uh, he understands everything, but sometimes his the way he says things and, and interprets things a little different than the way the <laughs> right. way we would, you know. So you can imagine. I'm in there talking to him, you know, like he'd, he'd, he'd chew your ass out, I man. Like he, he would he would just – right? when you, he knew when you, you got called to the office, it was going to be an ass you, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and he just learned how to take it, you know. <laughs> right. And so he'd call me up in the office, and he did this a few times, you know. And he I always knew I was in trouble. If you walk in and he was just happy and smiling, you knew he was in trouble. Okay. Yeah, and if okay. you walk in and, and he was just sitting there kind of mad looking, you, you thought, well, I might be all right in here. You know, for some reason, it's just weird he had to read him. But if he was sitting there on, okay. in his chair and he had his feet up on his desk mm-hmm. and he'd be like his file on his fingernails, Thank you. Yeah. That, that, that's when it was the worst time ever. Okay. He, oh, he'd man. be sitting there okay. his fingernails like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, you know, and he had this look on his face and he just, you know, real like, you know, German, how yeah, the yeah. German mentality is. And he, uh, I remember sitting down a couple of times and I forgot what it was over or something, but he, he'd say, he called me a, <laughs> a redneck hillbilly. He's like, you <laughs> fucking redneck hillbilly? You dumb <laughs> You know, he just, that's where you chew your ass. It wasn't just, it, it was just straight to the point. You yeah. dumb bum. You know, yeah. just like that. And we sit down like that, and he, he was like, I remember a couple times he started that, and he filed his fingernails, and, you know, he was trying to start stuff with me and my crew chief. He'd say, well, Paul said you didn't, uh, you didn't like the new cars we were riding. Yeah, I said, I no. never f-ing told Paul that, you know. Yeah. You you didn't? No. He t- he calls them, secretary, and he'd say, hey, uh, tell Andrews to come up here, you know, <laughs> to come to office. Now he's got both of us there. Yeah, right? sitting there. Yeah, right, he's done, he done yeah. told Paul I told him a bunch of He's oh, done told right. me that. Yep. Paul's told me a bunch of just to get us into it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> So he's a crazy person. Oh, he's he gets wild, man. I tell you, he's like <laughs> he slams stuff down. I mean, just and one day I remember, I, but you could, the good thing about Michael though, he could say, "You da 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 da," and he'd be on you, and you could just say right back to him. Oh, okay. He, he well, loved it. If yeah, you, you sit there and took it, yeah. if you just sit there and kind of da da da, you, you won't be there long. Right, yeah, but if you gave it back, he respected yeah, he, it. Yeah, I'm talking about yeah. give it back to him like. Yeah, fuck you and everything. Walk out. I've done that a bunch. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, Michael. I, I get it. Walk out, slam the door, knock pictures off his wall. And he yeah. loved it. You know, it's just like the harder you were in him, the harder he'd been. Right. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, you right. know, he was wanted he, you was, fired up. Was he yeah. a drinking guy? 
a little bit, but he didn't drink much. He like at night and stuff. He drank wine okay. and stuff like I that. I was wondering know? if he had like the if he would be the guy with like the whiskey you see in like all yeah, the yeah. movies in their office. It's like two <laughs> in the afternoon. Nancy, give me my bourbon. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he would like that too much. <laughs> Not that no hell, he might have. Maybe that's what's wrong with him. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he should have been drinking. Maybe that's yeah. what it was. <laughs> but uh, he, I'll tell you a great story. He uh, he had this black guy. Black guy was this great dude. His name's uh, Scotty, mm-hmm. and um, he used to he, he drove his motor home for him. Scotty did, you know. And you'd hear this all the time, Scotty, Scotty. You know, we part right next to each other. He'd be over chewing Scotty's ass about because there wasn't no toilet paper on the thing sure, or some sure, kind of yeah. stuff. Scotty, and then uh, Emmy, <laughs> Emmy's, uh, Emmy, which is Michael's wife, would she'd come to the races, and she'd call him like, Scotty. You know, she had this more Scotty. Mm-hmm. And that's all you heard was Scotty, 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 right, Scotty. Right. Just all, we leave her windows open just bullshit with him. You know? yeah. well, we all went out one night. We had this thing in Hollywood or something. We was in California. And uh, uh, Scotty... Needless to say, got a little messed up and didn't get in the real, real, real late. Okay. Like that morning. Yeah. Like about daylight. Okay. Good <laughs> so, man. Good man. Yeah, good night. Yeah. So, so I, I get up that morning, you know, we had practice early and, and I'm sitting there drinking coffee or something. I look out my window and I see, I see Scotty out there at the end. He's, and he's funny. He jump around every time Michael would say, Scotty, he jump, you know. Right. He's out there just pacing. I can tell he's, he, I know he just got in, you know, and he looked bad, man. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I, I guess I opened the window up, and, and Michael's motorhome was pulled in, and mine was backed in. So okay. I'm, we're sitting there like this, you know, but I, we're right between each other, and I, and I rubbed the window down. I was like, I said, Scotty. <laughs> I said, Scotty. I guess he, he, he looked around, he's looking, he's like, man, he can't even sure if Michael's hauling for him or Emmy, or he right. ain't sure what, he might still be drunk, he might just be here. Right. Tell him. <laughs> so, so he paced around, he's looking, I said, Scotty. Again, like that, and he looked again. He's like, where's this coming from? Yeah, and he was looking around like this, and then, so I, then I guess, I said, Scotty. Because Michael would say this a lot. He said, yeah. get your, he said, I said, Scotty, get your goddamn ass in here now. <laughs> <laughs> he goes like this. He takes off running to running down there. He's, he's running now. He's hurt now. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, they're they're right. opens, opens the door up. It just walks in without knocking or anything. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, they're oh. not ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Germans don't care if they walk around naked all the time. Right? <laughs> right, so so he, goes in, he goes in the motorhome. He's in the mad panic now. Like, oh, shit. I'm in trouble. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes, up, goes up the steps like this. You could, you could hear him. Right. All of a sudden, Emmy's up in there butt naked. Oh, I, no. Yes. Uh. So he, he goes up steps, he like this, and Emmy's like, ah. Scotty's like, ah. <laughs> You're in your motorhome freaking out. All, he runs hey, so he, he back out, out of the motorhome. He goes back back to the back of the bus. He's going, like, he, he's no happened. idea. He, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. You know, he's thinking, man, I'm messed up. You know, <laughs> you don't know what so so uh, about three minutes later, I said, Scotty. <laughs> Because he, he didn't get, you didn't relent. Getting him fired wasn't enough. No, right? he didn't get a chance to figure out if, Emmy want, if they really want him or not. They just know they both went, what? And he took off back out the door. So I started doing that again. Scotty, get in here. Right, right. He's like, hey, he, he beats on my door like this. And he, I was up until I asked my coach. Scotty. He said, yeah, Scotty. Yeah. He said, he said, he's like, I'm mean, out of breath. He's panicking. Yeah. Because yeah. like, they, they made him jumpy like it anyway. He said, well, did y'all hear Michael home for me? I said, my, and my, my, my coach driver said, he did what was going. He said, "Hey, was Michael Holmes shot?" I said, "Yeah, I heard him a few minutes ago. I'm not sure now." <laughs> right, I don't know. Yeah. So, so he shuts the door and he goes back out and he's like, "Man, I, something's wrong here." So, Scotty, get in here now! <laughs> here he goes, look back at the car. <laughs> 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 oh. But we, we had a, we had a great time with him, man. Always something, you know. Right, right. What happened to that guy now? Cranfus? Uh, Scotty. Scotty. Yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, Scotty's yeah. dead. Yeah, yeah, Scotty's dead. Somebody yeah. killed him for no. running it on him. <laughs> Yeah, and you and Rusty were like, did you guys just not get along? Well, what's, what's crazy, we got along pretty good. We oh. still get along good, you know. Okay. Just but when we got on the racetrack, we didn't. Yeah. We, um, I don't know, I guess I, I no, I'd say we got along, but we didn't really get on the start, you know, at yeah. th- like in the middle part of it. We got along, but we mother each other to death, you know what I mean? Okay, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'd go to my team and 
Then we, we see each other in the meeting, we have team meetings, we're like, hey man, what's going on you? And I go out on Monday night or Tuesday night and we sneak over on our boat, and I go steal all his beer off his dock stuff. Yeah. As you do, goddamn right. So Sean and I do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it wasn't bad, you know, yeah, we yeah. just, um, looking back, again, if I could live my life looking back all the time and fixing things before it happened, right. I'd, you know, it'd been a great relationship, you know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. He, he'd probably tell you the same, you know? Yeah. And we were both good at what we did, and the teams were good at what they did. We just—it's hard to put all that together, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. Yeah, well, especially with such a long season, and you know, yeah, well, you have a good run. And yep, and, and team members and again. personalities, and yeah, everybody hates to lose, so somebody's oh, yeah. got to lose, you know. Yeah. You mentioned no one was keeping you in check. I apologize. I really don't know much about your upbringing. Like, uh, were your like parents around to yell at you and keep you in line, or did you have a, anybody on the family side that was like, "Hey, dude, knock the fuck off"? Yeah, no, I, I wasn't. I uh, was really bad. Yeah. You know, doing anything really bad. Just, I mean, in racing, like in general, like. Um, like on the radios, you know what I mean? Like okay. Just calm down a little bit, you know, just little things. You didn't you have know, that All guy. that little yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I didn't really have the guy that really, I, re I don't know if I, that I would listen to, if I would listen to anybody. Was that, about to say, was that, was that, is that you or was that them? That, that was just uh, probably both. Yeah. But a lot of it was me wanting to, just wanting to win, you know, wanting, yeah. to, run, wanting to win races and, and not really listening to, you know, or, or taking advantage of the people I had around me that yeah. could have helped me, you know. Somebody saying it's lap 30. Russ, can beat you to the cost, and it's fine. Right, right yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, like that point right there, and I had a bunch of those happen, you know. And, yeah. and, and but you know, I look back, and he, he could have backed off too, you know. So yeah, really, yeah. he could. <laughs> see what you I mean? are there a driver. Two people in the yeah, crash. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I got to where early in my career, I just like, I, I you know, and the chassis stuff. Like I did, and that's something else Rusty did too. He did all his own stuff, and I did all my own stuff. Right, right, right. So yeah. if I wanted a bigger right front spring or left front or whatever I wanted, I they got, you know, I got what I wanted. You yeah, know? yeah. And. Um, but that was was for because when I started cup racing, it was like this. When I start with Kale, all right, when you're a new guy coming into the deal and you're sitting in the car and this team's been together for a while, yep. all right, they're going to show you that, you know, we hired you to just drive the car. Right, right. Okay, well, I, I don't mind that. I didn't mind it. But when I'm sitting there driving the car and we're out there in practice and they say, go out and run six or eight laps. <clears throat> and I go out and it's so loose you can't drive it but for whatever reason. It's I can't drive it six or eight laps. You know, so you want to come in, tighten it up. I know right. that in six laps it won't be a bit better yeah, than yeah, it is yeah. right now. You know what yep. I'm talking about. Yeah. So then you come in and they go, okay, lower the track bar a quarter inch on the right side only. I'm thinking, really? God, I, I know how much this is on a scale of one to ten. This is like a ten right now. Right, right. And you're wanting to go, want me to go back out and spend the time to go back out and run six more laps with a quarter inch a or eighth change. inch lower track right, bar. Yeah. Yeah. It's more than that, you know. So that's the way it would all develop. You know, then you learn yourself, like, I can't sit here and let – these guys dictate my career, right. you know yeah. what I mean? So I started pushing back on it, you know, and, and then. But that also takes the confidence to have that. Yeah, it does. You know? It does. And and but, but when you when that goes on and on and on, it happens several, several, you know, just every single day. This is before you really get to where you start yeah, calling your shots. Yeah, right? yeah. But so I learned early on, I'd rather be the one. If I'm gonna get the blame for it, if I'm gonna. It better be your call. Drivers yeah. gonna get the blame for everything. Mm -hmm. on. Yeah, Sunday yeah. morning, you finish thirty fifth. What happened? Right. Yeah. right. And then if you tell them what happened, well, I think this, this, and this. Well, your crew chief and your tire guy and your engineer and all that. And your, are all sitting across from you, basically you're motherfucking them. Right. Yeah. Right. And then the next thing you got is, is the crew chief's mad at you. You know the yeah. engineer's mad at him, and it turns into big turmoil. You know. Yeah, so right, right. I thought, well, guys, just let let me. If we run bad, I'm gonna get blamed for it anyway. Just let me let me at least have what I want. Yeah. Make your own bad decisions. Yeah. 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 So it probably turns and, into a situation of like we all have to understand where we're at. Right. You know, instead of pointing fingers. But right. But they don't egos. do that. Yeah. Exactly. What happens is they they're all making good money. Yeah. Drivers making good money. Then they go. Okay, they buy a house on the lake. You know, I've seen this happen so many times. Mm -hmm. And they, they were great crew chief or a great driver until they bought the house on the lake. Uh, now it turns into where, oh, 
Now if I don't have my job, right? Well, I'm gonna never lose my house and everything. And then the wife's on his ass. Whoever's yeah. that, you know, yeah. it, it turned into, and I never let that happen to me, you know. Dude, we, Sean and I have this conversation more so about like uh, we see it a lot with uh, marketing guys mm-hmm. on on his side, where people don't want to take a risk and put themselves right. out there because you might get fired. Right. So well, actually, yeah. what we refer to it in all forms is like middle management. Right. Like that middle management mentality of like, if yeah. I just do this, I can Same. stay, I'll right. stay hired. Yeah. Literally, our podcast faces this with every big name, everybody. Yeah. Really? Because, because we're like fun guys that are just goofing off. Right. And so because of that, people are terrified of like, yeah. you know, a guy gets comfortable or whatever. And, and, and so like, we usually try to avoid going through the, and it's funny because I am a PR guy, yeah. but um, we try to avoid going through PR people. Yeah. So. That's where I got in my career. I got where I was like, screw it. I'm not going to play the game. I'm just going to yeah. be who I am. Yeah. Right. And that probably hurt me. That's probably why I don't have a job right now. But well, now it would be like, but at the know. time, that's when, like, I, in my opinion of it is, like, at that point, NASCAR was like, they were trying so hard to be, like, sponsor-friendly PR, right. like, buttoned up. No, yeah. no more entertainment. Exactly. Whereas, you know, beforehand, like, that would have made you, like, the Dale Earnhardt. Right. You know, he said what was on his mind. He oh, didn't yeah. take any shit. Everybody loved him for it. Yep. And then your period of time, it was like the, like, if you say anything wrong, it's actually such oh, a yeah. the stock car racing. It's a big fine and everything. And then now they desperately need right. people with a personality and attitude the to come right in. now are terrible. Exactly. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. But you know who created that? Brian France created all that. Okay. He's one of all their... We had these young, marketable drivers in there. Well, how's it working for you? Yeah. Because the stands aren't, aren't, they're not showing up in stands. They're not showing up on TV. So how's that young, marketable driver working out, you know? Robbie Gordon was telling us last night that he got fined like 25 grand for throwing a helmet at Michael Waltrip. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, now I bet you they'd pay me 25 grand to show up and throw a helmet at somebody to get something going. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'd watch that. (laughs) But they would, but then they wouldn't because. They're, they're defeating their own purpose again. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, we like the helmet throw, but oh, we got to find him for something. You know? And, yeah, yeah, right, right. It's just unbelievable. Robbie was one of them guys too that was like that. It's kind of did his own deal and mm-hmm. way he wanted to do it. He yeah. got screwed so many times. I watched it over and over. And I was like, p- speeding on pit road, just everything you think of that they could screw him with. They did. You know, all because of about one or two people. You know what I mean? When you when you when you piss off the the one at the top. They'll blackball you just like that. And he got blackballed just like I did, you know. Do you uh, back in the in the Penske Evernham days? Um, do you have a favorite fine or a favorite penalty you got? Like one that you look at and you're like, yeah, I'm proud of that one. Yeah, yeah. Robbie Gordon's was the helmet at Walter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mine was. Uh, I was a part of it, uh, the fine. Not, I'm not sure if I was part of the deal or not, but we got a we had the largest fine that ever had been given to NASCAR at that point in time. Nice. And that was um, we uh, <clears throat> was running Talladega. We sit on the pole at Talladega. When was this? In uh, 2000, maybe 2000. Okay. So Yeah, and um, you know they check your fuel when you go in, when you come out. You know after qualifying, we sit on the pole. We didn't have nothing wrong with our fuel. Everything was great. The motor was fine. Everything's good. And then after the race, they because um, um, we started on the pole, we really didn't run that good. But after the race, they come over to our trailer after we had everything loaded up, made us pull our car back off the trailer, and um, took the fuel cell out of it. Took our carburetor off of it, fuel cans out of the truck. It took all of it. Anything had anything to do with fuel, they took it off. Said, what, what's wrong? Well, we're going to check it, send it back to the lab and check it. We think you had illegal fuel. You know, I was like, I'd already, I was already home. I actually wouldn't happen. And because uh, they tore a car down after tech, you know, for being on the pole. And um, but they called, this is another Michael Kramer story. They called Michael and they said, Michael, we confiscated your car and stuff. We're going to take it back to the thing, all your fuel stuff, you know. Really? Well, what for? He, he, that's the weekend he didn't go. He hated Talladega. And Mike Hilton said, well, we think you might have had illegal fuel in the car. And Cranfus says, really? Was it the stuff they tested at Charlotte? The stuff they tested at Charlotte. Now, what do you, what do you think, what's going to happen after that? Right. 
You know what I mean? You don't mess with fuel in NASCAR whatsoever. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, But maybe we did test some. We didn't. We weren't racing any, right? Right. But you don't sit there and own it. Really? It was it's the stuff they tested at Charlotte. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> So, yeah. so that triggered a high, a high investigation of a lot of things, you know. <laughs> so, so it, it, and, and they ended up finding us like hundred fifty thousand for the Jesus. Yeah, oh yeah, for yeah. that. Yeah. They never found. They never found anything illegal. Wait, so what was the fine for then? Just for Michael Malinoff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, they because they, they said we wait. We want to see results. Right. Well, they just do things the way they want to do it. That's what they did. They fined us hundred fifty thousand. Took like hundred fifty points. But I'm supposed for what they claim that you had illegal. Fuel? Yeah, claim we had illegal fuel, okay. but they never found any. Somebody, somebody told them we had illegal fuel in it. And then, then they got on the subject of we tested it. So, if we're testing it, it could have been in there. Da, da, da. You know, they just they, they do what they, they do what they want to do. You know. So if you don't mind me asking, how did it go south with the Penske side? Um, that right there was one of them. Yeah. One of the things, but it um, he and Michael started arguing. Mm-hmm. Penske and, and Panfish. Yeah. Yeah. About our chassis, their chassis. Because it's not like Team today where it's like six, five cars out of one shop. You and you and Rusty's car were two separate deals. Two separate deals. Two separate shops. Yep. Two buildings. Two everything. Yep. So, okay. about, so this time there's a lot of turmoil within the team. Right. And we didn't like them. They didn't like us. Yeah. And yeah. So then, you know, Michael was our guy that kind of took it on. You know, he's one stood yeah. up for what we believe right. in. Well, then Penske bought him out. Okay. Then become Penske Racing. Right. And then become Penske Racing. You know, that's a year later they wanted to move everything over to Rusty's deal. Yeah, right. Put well, all I did what I thought was was right at the time. I felt, still feel like it was at the same time. I stood up for our team, and basically, what was going to happen? They were going to shut our team down, and just take a few guys from the fab shop over there and pilfer out. And then the rest yeah. of my guys that on my team that were good were going to be gone. You know what I mean? I thought. So I raised the hell and just fought for it. So you would, <clears throat> so you still would have had a job because it still would have been a two-car yeah. team, but you would have lost a lot of your guys. All about all my guys. So I, you were standing up for your guys. Yeah. Okay. Hoping that that Penske would let us just keep doing what we're yeah, doing. Yeah. Sure. You know? Sure. And uh, <clears throat> so I created enough turmoil and stuff, and then when I was doing that, I got the offer to run, you know, drive for Ray. Right. So I thought, well, you know, I'm either going to drive for Ray or I'm, or they're going to. Stay right here. Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And okay. so they decided they were going to do something different. And, okay. And they got rumored I was going to drive for Ray, and then I let me go, you know, right. to go drive for Ray. And I so. assume that obviously the rumor was true, but like, mm-hmm. was the deal done and it just sort of got back to them? Wasn't done. Okay. You know, but it uh, wasn't long after that it was done. Yeah, copy. Was there ever a deal with any teams that we never heard about? Like, did Richard Childress ever come to you or, mm-hmm. or Hendrick or anybody like that? Yep. Um, when I left Penske's up, I had the opportunity. Well, Gordon, Jeff Gordon, called me back going to the 48. Oh, at the time. In 01? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. So basically, you're out Damn. of Penske. You're this close with <laughs> Everham. So you've got, but you, there's a couple weeks there we've got the gap. Right. And I'd already kind of committed to, to Everham and, right. and, you know, ended up doing that. So, yeah. Yeah, but that 48 program wouldn't go anywhere. No. <laughs> yeah. no I knew it wasn't going to be a good team. <laughs> I could tell, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I had a lot of stuff like that happen, you know. With yeah. the Childress, I could drove for him a couple of times, you know. Yeah. And um, looking back, you go, man, maybe I should have, maybe I should have done this, and yeah. done that. But yeah. we don't need to know numbers, but just compared to like sports car guys now, what what kind of salaries were you guys getting? I mean, a guy like you who's not a Cup champion, but you're considered one of the good ones. He's driving for Dodge. Yeah. You know, I mean, I assume teams. it's yeah. well, is when, it when I drove for for Ray, it was like a. Like well, I, I got a base salary, yeah. yeah, and then you know just for salary. And the, but what what I always liked, and I learned this from Penske, was um, you put in your contract, um, say they want they got you the X amount on your salary, yeah. whatever number is, and throw in well if I win, can I, my salary goes up, 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 you know right. wherever you want to graduate, up, or prize money or bonuses. 
or bonuses, okay. you know, or or you just have like top five bonuses. Okay. Like if you win, say fifty grand to win over and above everything else, fifty, like twenty five, twenty, ten, fifteen, whatever, you know, however you want to do it. So I did that in a lot of my contracts, and and um, did, you know, made real good money like that, you know. But uh, like my base salary at uh, Everham's was like, I think it was one point five when I started. Yeah. Okay. It was like two point five when I ended. Wow. Okay. You know, just my that base, was... and then um, you know, now how all my bonus stuff in there. Right. Plus fifty percent of the purse. Plus purse plus endorsements. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you oh, do pretty deal. good. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people do them different. A lot of people just want, you know, I want five million or whatever it is. But right. mine was just kind of like You want to stagger it for results. Yeah. yeah. So. That's a good way to go. Now, do you, do you have a management team at this point? Yeah. I had a – probably should have been better too, but <laughs> I had a guy that worked for me. Okay. that did all the stuff. So yeah. I didn't was deal the same with guy? Him. No. The guy with the beard? <laughs> okay. <laughs> he probably <laughs> could have done a good job. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, – what was your what, your family's business back in Kentucky? My mom runs uh, her and my stepdad yeah. uh, own a couple of True Value hardware stores. Mm-hmm. And she runs one, he runs the other one. Okay. So, so that, is that what they did when you were a kid starting out? Um, no, really. Well, pretty much. God, so I left pretty early. I left when I was 18 years uh, old. You okay. Know? So, where's your, if you don't mind me asking, where's your dad? My dad's dead. Okay. Now, okay. you know. But that was my stepdad, who I kind of grew up around and all that stuff. Right, was your – I apologize if it's sensitive to tell me, but, uh, like, your biological dad, was he in the picture? Yeah, he, he kind of – he come out here with me when I moved from Nashville to out here in North Carolina. Okay. He, he kind of moved with me. Okay, gotcha. okay. We were more like brothers pretty much, you know. <laughs> what did he do? Cool. Uh, he did – he paint, did paint body work on, on the cars. He, okay. worked, he worked for – like, he worked for Penske when I worked over there and oh, all yeah. that stuff, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's okay. cool. So and then, we, then I just had him working for me, you know, just doing that and kind of right. what – but Bruce is going out there, you know. <laughs> so but growing up, it was more like your mom and your stepdad that were kind of doing the raising? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. But, you know, we didn't have any money to race off of. We just sure. had enough to right. get me to point A, point B, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I've, I've read that you listed uh, Talladega Nights and uh, uh, Days of Thunder as your favorite racing movies. <laughs> as you should. How familiar are you with the movie 3 from ESPN Films? Man, I, you know that stuff like that. We just, we, you know how that is. That's political. If you read that, I probably didn't say oh, that. Really? <laughs> oh, really? Oh, all right. No, cool. I do, we do some actual like me just making these look interesting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I read it on Reddit, actually. Yeah, I know. Your Q&A on that. Yeah, that was yeah. – uh, and that, that wasn't really me either. No, was me. no shit. Yeah. Oh, I was like, dude, I was going to sing your praises <laughs> was, on that. It was. No, it was. I, but I, I was sitting there. I wasn't doing the typing on that. I got – yeah, yeah, but, yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah, we some of that stuff we just do because it's funny, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. Okay. So – have, in that in that film, have you seen the movie three though on ESPN? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. okay. Well, there's a very very powerful scene several times in the film where Ralph Earnhardt tells Dale, "You better watch out, or you're gonna be stuck working in this mill mm. for the rest of your life." And then Dale himself would say to his son or his wife or whatever, "I ain't going back to that mill." Right. So have you ever said, "Yes, please, regular Coke, thank you"? Have you ever said, "I ain't going back to that paint shop"? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I ain't going back to that True Value. A bunch, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't have to work in True Value, but, but uh, I did. Um, mine was Owensboro. I'm not. I'm not going back. I ain't going okay. back to Owensboro. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's yeah. your mill for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you do a, a million dollar contract with Penske. You didn't grow up with means. What's the first thing you buy? I don't remember. Interesting. What's the dumbest thing you bought? Uh, airplane. You had a jet, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of plane was it? Um, I had a Lear 24. Lear 25. Okay. And, um, That's no joke. But it, uh, you know, back then, the Lear 25, it's got like the big motors on it and all that stuff. They, they, they're the fastest thing you can get, you know. Right. And um, Rusty had a 31. Lear 31. <laughs> yeah. A little, you know, newer, but more quieter, but wasn't near as fast. You know okay. what I mean? But, so I had the fastest plane, you know. <laughs> 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 and, uh, 
That's funny because when I started Everham's, Ray flew in this uh, Citation, you know, uh -huh. and they're slow as hell. You know, they're like 200, 230 dots, something right, like that. Right. He'd leave California, and he used to get so pissed because I'd be, I'd like destroy him coming home. <laughs> I, I say, when you leave, Ray, I'm, we're heading to the airport now, you know, so he take off. And I'd go back, motor home, I'd take a shower and all this stuff. But we, we showed up at the airport like an hour later than he, than he, you know, after the race. Right. Show up, and he'd been gone for an hour. I'd get in the plane, we'd have to wait line or nothing, just take off. Yeah. We'd be about 45 minutes in the flight. My pilot said, well, we just passed Ray. <laughs> 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 and we'd beat him like about two hours till I get to the shop. Right. And I'd get right. there, and our hangar was, our planes were in the same hangar. Mm -hmm. And we would, um, I'd say, hurry, you know, they hurry up, put it in there real quick, back it in, shut the doors, like we'd been there forever. It's you know? been ages, <laughs> yeah. He'd get there, and we'd already locked the doors <laughs> up. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> it was like everything we did, you know. Right. Was that the game in the whole paddock? Like who can have the coolest jet and who? Oh can yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's everything. You just oh. got to, especially getting home because you can get, you can be home like, I mean, anywhere we went, we were home in an hour and a half. Yeah. You know, after the race. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Did anybody have a sense that maybe this was sort of the peak time? Yeah, Dale Earnhardt told me and said, um, I don't know if y'all heard this before or anybody else, but I know he told me personally because we lived kind of close to each other at the time. Okay. And he come right, well, we was talking one day and he said. I thought he'd just give me advice like everybody does. You know, he said, we sent her by ourselves. He said, well, you better, better start saving your money. That's the way he talked to you, you know? Yeah. I said, okay, you know, save my money. I said, I've heard that before. You know? kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, no, I'm telling you. He said, you better start putting everything you can back. I said, okay, you know, because we were talking about land or something. You know, I had some land. He had some And he kept saying it again. I said, really? Well, what's going on? What, what, you know, what are you saying? He said, he said, that, he said it won't be long. And this is exact words he said. He said, Brian France is going to take over the sport. And he said, when he does. We're all done. Just like it, we're all done. Boom. I was like, man, we must know something I don't know. You know, or I ain't heard that. You know, yeah, but he yeah, right. he was friends with his dad. Yeah. You know? Okay. And nobody thought that that, that uh, he would put Brian in charge of the, the whole show. Thing. Yeah. You know, nobody ever dreamed he would do that. But Earnhardt said that. He said, he said, I'm telling you, when that happens, he said it's all it's over done. And at that time, you're thinking, ain't no way. This this is solid. Like, it ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. And now look at it. Yeah. And there's one man responsible for all of it, going straight down. You know what I mean? But so things with Everham started well, right? Mm, not really. Okay. Oh. It looked like that. I mean, it wasn't bad. We just uh, six. I say six months into the first half of the season, my first year. Yeah. I was either gonna quit or, or he's gonna fire me. Really? That's how bad it was. But yeah. but then um. It was like the full Dodge everything. Yeah, I love Dodge, yeah. man. Yeah, Dodge yeah. was the best probably sponsor I ever had. Right. Okay. They had Mobile One. They were good. Yeah. But. Uh, with Everham, it was just, um, I don't know if y'all, when you, Ray's a good guy. I mean, he's not, nothing wrong with Ray. He just, you know, he's just Ray, normal guy. But, um, let's see, how should I say this? He won a lot of stuff, and he had a lot of stuff go good for him, you know, and yeah. you know how that goes with egos and everything well, else. Well, for, for anybody young, I mean, I assume anybody listening to this knows their NASCAR, but Ray Everham was, was the guy in the 90s. He was right. Jeff Gordon's crew chief, won everything there was to win. Right. Dodge gave him a ton of money and said, let's create this pseudo, fat, what would yeah. be factory right. deal in, in sports car terms, but let's do a Dodge NASCAR program. Yep. Go out, find the best guys. You were one of them. Yep. Uh, and Bill was the other. And and Bill was just, you know, if you hire Bill Elliott, you got to, you just kind of do what, you just listen to Bill. You respect Bill, everybody thinks. Yeah. All right. And then you hire me, and I'm more like, okay, I didn't win a championship, so I'm not ranked up there. We're talking about ranking. Right <laughs> where Bill's at, yeah. But, but, um, you were silver. But, yeah, <laughs> but I would, you know, do whatever I had to do to run good, you yeah. know, whatever it took, you know. And um, so it just started off where I think Ray thought he could just plug a driver in and driver make all the difference in the world. Okay. Well, Bill's struggling. And they took Casey Atwood out, and I jumped in. Well, we didn't change nothing but the driver. Yeah. And the results were 99% of the time ain't going to be much different. Yeah. Like we were talking about. Yeah. 
but if you hired me to drive your car, let me get what I need in the car. Right. Yeah, and that's right, what right. me and Ray fought about. Okay. Okay. And and so. So you're saying if you plug in the driver, the driver doesn't get to go his direction. Well, if you get lucky and you fall in right to where their stuff is, just happens to meet the way you drive. Yeah. yeah well, okay. Boom. Sure. You run good. Yeah. If you got somebody that does that, but if you're already struggling, your whole program's struggling. Dodge motors. We struggle on everything. To start with. Yeah. Motors and all. The motors weren't up to speed at all. You know. Mm-hmm. So. We get in there, and I, now I got a lot of knowledge I'm bringing to the table with, you know, the stuff I felt with Penske and the pot. You know, all, we had it going on over there for a while, you right, know. Right, right. And I thought that's why you'd hire me, is you want to get not only me driving, but you get all the – you get a lot of information with it, you yeah, know. Yeah, right. And, and they, it just was just stuck right here in one spot for a while. And, and there again, I'm not going to be stuck long. I'll, I'll either make something's going to happen, you know. We're going to either do something different or change somebody or something, you yeah, know. Yeah, right. And uh, so Ray got mad and basically said – just give him whatever he wants. I'm, I, I'm done with him at the end of the year anyway. Oh. Uh, first year. All right, this is six months into it. That's Jeez. a nice, nice okay. thing to think about. So, comforting so, feeling. So now I'm like, okay, well, cool. The good thing about it, he, he let us go do go what do we want to do. Yeah. And by the end of that year, we were already almost winning races. You know what I mean? And he left us alone. And then we came, we got into an argument in uh, Watkins Glen. Because when we started running good, what, when, he, when he tells you he's going to leave you alone, he goes over to the nine pits. Now he's over there for – for the remainder. Yeah, right, right. You hire many races you are, and then when they get pissed off at him, he'd go back over to 19. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we, we put it, we had him back and forth a lot, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, over Mike Ford would piss him off. You know, Mike was Bill's crew chief. Yeah. yeah. And so they'd piss him off, send him over here, and we, so we'd send him back and forth. But anyway, he left us alone for a few months. <laughs> and we started running better and good, you know, and then he started seeing, okay, cool, I'm seeing results. You know, kind of let's do what we want to do. And we swapped some people around and moved some stuff around. Got the cars cool, looking cool and good, and all of a sudden we started, you know, just momentum started rolling, you know. Yeah, yeah. And now the nine's with us, and we're all just rolling, and everything took off. And then right. yeah. he, he allowed me to work for him a few more years. Oh, you yeah. had the privilege. <laughs> yeah, it was my privilege. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, so then we, we just started running good, you know, running both teams were running good. And, and Ray and I got in this huge argument that year at Watkins Glen. And after that, we were like, like friends, good friends, you know. Like, yeah. I mean, I really, I really respect him, and he, I think he respected me after that, you yeah. know. And then, um, Everything was going great, you know, and we had our ups and downs, but we end up the next year getting in the top ten points, and the, yeah, you made the chase, year after that we got top ten points, and then, then here comes the old Ray back out, and he, um, the second time we made the top ten, I really felt like the third year, like the fourth year, actually we were going to we could win the championship, you know, yeah. two, two top tens, and you know for the chase and all that right, stuff. Right, right. And at the end of that year, he, he starts the new year off saying, okay, I'm gonna give all your guys and your team and your cars to Casey, because Casey wasn't doing that good. Right. Yeah. See, the nine car was a. Uh, the house car, right? house yeah, car, right, and yeah, the nineteen okay. cars uh, helped the nine car win a championship. Right, and right. I knew that all along, but but we still out running. Yeah, you know, that was two years, yeah. you know, whatever. So he takes all my cars and all my guys. And I'm thinking, this is crazy, you know. But he did build that way a year before and put Bill in right. the ninety-one car. And, and just to explain the timeline, you know, Bill was sort of the the big veteran, and yeah. then they got rid of him. And Casey King was this new. He was yeah. going to win everything. Well, right, but they put Bill. They put Bill in the what they call their uh, our test team, basically. Yeah, yeah. okay. You know, didn't, didn't really get rid of him, but just. Bill didn't want to run as many races and put yeah, him off sure. to the side of 91, but they didn't run. They never run worth a shit. You know, yeah, the 91 right. didn't. Yeah. And we're all sitting there with 9, 19, the 91 ran like dog's ass. Bill Elliott was embarrassed. I'm telling you, that's how bad it was. Right. Yeah. Well, then they said, okay, we're going to take all your cars because our stuff was solid and built. We're going to give it to Casey. And we're going to put you another team together, help build that back up, whatever, you know. So I'm like, okay, I'm pissed off about it. I'm like, if that's what you want to do, fine, you know. Right. But leave me alone, and we'll get it where it needs yeah, to be. Yeah, do it again. Well, yes. I didn't know I was getting a 91 team. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, which you'd seen not do so well. Right. Yeah, we, we didn't even – in-house didn't even like them. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, we, we were like, didn't, they didn't help them, they didn't help us, and we just left it off to the side, you know. 
And uh, so now that's the guys I got. And then we had to start a new year out building, starting with their cars, trying to get our car, their cars like the 9 and 19 was. And you think it'd be easy, easy job right there in the shop. You know what I mean? Shouldn't be too hard. Built it exactly like that one, and, you know, and they couldn't do it. And just and I got pissed off and frustrated. And, and we were like 34th in points. And, yeah, and I, and I kept going to raid throughout the whole time. And, man, what are we going to do? And he said, look, just do what you're doing. Just relax. Everything's cool. You know, da, 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 you know. And I told you, <laughs> I told you I'm not going <clears> to <throat> sit there long and run like that, you know what I mean? And uh, something's gonna happen, you know? And um, so meanwhile, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that was going on too while I was running bad that I had nothing to do with <clears throat> that uh, Ray did have some stuff to do with, you know? And the media caught me one day and one morning before we got there on Friday morning for practice and, and they knew they knew that they could like stir me up a little bit and get me, and I might say whatever they wanna hear, you know? And they did and they started saying, well, why, why are you running so bad? You know, you're running like basically the, the, making me feel like I'm an idiot, you know what I mean? I'm like, so I was holding it in, holding, biting my tongue, biting my right. tongue. Don't do it. Yeah, I know. Don't and they're it. like, well, where's Ray at? What's he saying about all this? I said, I don't know, I ain't seen him. I'm going to tell you the truth, you know, no, I haven't seen Ray. What do you mean you haven't seen him? He, he, you haven't talked to him in the shop? I talked to him, I see yeah, a couple times in the last six months, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, right. And, it's uh, like shots fired. They're, they're looking yeah, at him like, yeah. wow, you know, oh, I'm so. like, and that's the truth. Yeah. yeah. What'd he say? I said, he told me, just keep doing what we're doing, it'll all work out, you know? And uh, <laughs> right. So they said, uh, so Ray isn't right here this weekend? I said, I don't think so. And I knew where he was at, you know? Yeah. And I said, he's not here, huh? I said, I don't go ask the nine bucks. They'll tell you, you know? Well, I knew he was at Arca Race with yeah. with our developmental driver. Yeah. And uh, with my motor and my cars and shit, you know right. what I mean? It was that right. she was running. Yeah. You know, and I'm running basically Arca stuff. And that's you know? Aaron, Aaron Everham now, but at yeah. the time Aaron Crocker. Yeah, that, that was the girl that he told everybody that there was nothing going on. He wasn't going to get, you know. Right. Nothing. She's just a developmental driver. Sure. Right. Yeah. This is early on, but way before anybody knew about what was going on, but right. we knew what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. So. And now they're married. Yeah, but yeah. child. Yeah. Well, and, and so just to set that I story up. I was Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Evan Hammond and Dodge invested in this development program, and there was a young driver, Aaron Crocker, a female. Yeah. yeah she's going to be our test driver, and, yeah. and we're, we're all thinking, what are you going to go? What are you going to do? How are you going to help us? Right. You know, basically. And at the time, Arca. How's, how's this kid that's undeveloped going to help us? Yeah. yeah. yeah right, what's, right, like, right. what's wrong with you, Ray? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Well. And Arca could run a lot of cup equipment. Yeah. In that time. Yeah. So. You can run our motors or anything you want to really. Right. Right. So if you if you develop an Arca program with cup, you're going to do well. Right. You should. You should. Yeah. So they're off running Arca and it wasn't going too good. Anyway, after that interview the next morning, like my motorhome driver come in, he goes. He's funny. His name is Buster. You know, he's like, man, you ain't gonna believe this. I said, well, he's from Georgia, South Georgia. Yeah, good people. He owned his paper up like this, like the, the Chicago Tribune or something like that, real big. And it was a whole page oh, like this. No. Look, just big he, picture of Ray with his headset on. Right. And had this big letters. Mayfield says he has an Aston T car on him. Oh, oh. yeah. And I'm yeah. thinking, oh, here we go. I'll never forget that. <laughs> worst thing you do, to Ray, worst thing you do to Ray is throw him out there and make him like an idiot. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Or anybody. Especially the especially him. I mean, because if you didn't do this all the time. Ray, 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 you know, like that. He was, you know, everybody had to be Ray, you're the greatest, you're the greatest, you're the greatest, or he'd be pissed at you, you know. Okay. Well, now he's just reading, reading. Michael says all this, you're just big picture of him. I mean, like, huge. Yeah, you know it's coming in. And the Chicago Tribune, that's like, it doesn't get any bigger now. Yeah, right, right. So I was like, oh, so he flies in that morning. After race is Sunday morning. We had a meeting, you know, and I was like, Ray, I'm just telling you, you know what they're after, and I know what they're after. I did not. It did not come across like that. Came yeah, across. yeah. So we had to go to this press conference that morning because got, of this. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. So he he, he yeah. said a big press conference saying that we're fine and everything's good. And, yeah. And I basically didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. You right, know what I mean? Right. So I sat there and I was like, Yeah, I basically didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, even though I did, I didn't say I didn't. You know? <laughs> so 
I knew right then. I was like, I won't be here another. Yeah, short lived. I won't yeah. be here another month. You know, yeah. he can't fire me right now because it'll look bad. But I won't be here long. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so about four or five races later, you know, I end up getting fired. But yeah, and um, I don't know. It's just I, look, I think about all that stuff went on. But you know, I got pissed off after I got fired, kind of, and. and um, Said, well, I told Ray that morning, actually. I said, Ray, you know what drafter, I know what drafter. Why, why don't you just, you're going to have to come clean. You know what I mean? You, now you drug me in the middle of this Right. Because they're trying like, to find. It is a fair he's having with this young yeah, girl. Yeah, well, all they thing. wanted to know was where's Ray, why is Ray not around, da, da, yeah. Da, da, yeah. And they want me to tell them, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, right, right. Instead of me telling them, I'm just saying they're saying, not lying and not telling, you know, I'm telling the yeah. truth about it. I don't know where Ray's you know? Yeah, he's not here, though. Well, but they, so they were like, basically going to fuck me because I didn't tell them anything, you know, right, right. send me that. So. I tell him, man, it's like, man, they're, they're going to, they know, they want to, you know, they know what's going on. People, yeah. the right. word's getting around here, you know. He said, I can't, he said, I can't tell them nothing because I cannot ruin that, that girl's career. Right. You know, okay. I'm not going to ruin her career. Okay. I thought, well, it's going to come yeah. out. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's coming out. Yeah. Small world. Well, well, then, then we had a, uh, um, I forgot when this was, oh, yeah. See, we all knew it like a year before this. Yeah. And th that the year they took my team away from me, he took my team guys away. Yeah. Well, I didn't know is that his wife had found out about it, uh, and, and we're at the banquet. Okay. Oh, I guess y'all hear all shit. Hell, it don't matter. We're, <laughs> we're at the banquet, and uh, <laughs> and uh, this is another thing I didn't do right. And uh, she's sitting there. Mary was great. I love Mary around. She goes, I had this, my camera. I had a new camera. I got around her somewhere. I was taking pictures. She said, Here, take a picture of me. And she goes, I guess I took a picture of her. And Ray was off doing something. She said, she said, will you do some a good picture of her? And she, I said, yeah. Why? She said, will you will you get that printed real big as big as you can and get that to Ray at the Christmas party. Man, that's okay. great, right? I thought, I'm, sure, I'm gonna get some brownie, I'm gonna get some brownie yeah. points here, you know. Yeah, 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 she right. wants me to give her a picture, right? All right, well, at the at our Christmas party, she didn't wasn't there. Like Mary didn't uh, show up at the Christmas party. I'm, okay. They say she's sick, home, whatever. Okay, that. Sure. okay. All right, I didn't know what was going on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, they, she'd already knew what was going on when she told me to do that. Uh huh. Uh, okay. So at the Christmas party, I go up there and present Ray in front of everybody a picture of his wife. Yeah, like an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just right. like, hey, here you go. Right. Like, thinking you're doing something Everybody good. Everybody out there knew that Mary was great. She was homesick. Yeah. I, yeah. Now I'm presenting, presenting her with a picture of her. Right. You know, a big picture of her. She's smiling, looking like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not realizing why she wasn't at the Christmas party. Right, know? right. So that went over real well. So I did everything, everything you could. But see, you know what's funny? None of this has anything to do with race. Yeah. Right, right. You no, know, that's what pisses yeah. me off about this. Right. Yeah. And none of, this, none of that had anything to do with me, me driving a race car. Yeah. My ability to drive a race car. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So when all that happened and just you know, I, then the rest of the year he wouldn't talk to me. Then all the oh, shit sure. came and I yeah. got fired. Yeah, that's basically what happened. Yeah, to sum it all up. <laughs> How do you get fired specifically? Like what what happens? You get called in the office. You get a you get a phone call. Like to walk us through that. We talked yeah. to Parker Clickerman about this, and he had like, several different versions. Yeah, there's several versions. <laughs> you, you can. Um, I mean, Penske will just show up at your office and say, "Look, you're fired." You know, yeah. we'll pay your contract. Put a man up and yeah. 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 Well, Ray tried to do it the chicken way, and he, he's he's you know after Indy. We ran Andy, we ran bad, and, yeah. and this, that, and the other. And, and um, so he just makes a call to my business manager, and business manager told me, you know. Okay. But, you know, he thought he was just going to fire me for no reason, and I'm just going to just sign a contract. You know what I mean? Right, right. And nowhere in that, in that contract said that, you know, if, if the owner's having an affair and I know about it, I can't say nothing. No, they didn't say that nowhere. You know what I <laughs> right, mean? Right, right, right. So what are you firing me for? Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And there wasn't no reason to fire me. And, and uh, so we had to do a go do a lawsuit deal you sure, know real okay. that and within a week because you know and basically what we did we filed an injunction or something like that and then we won yeah. friday well we won the injunction i'm the exclusive driver of the 19 car right well bill's at watkins Glen going to drive the 19 that weekend uh -huh. well 
they pull him out of line and say, well, you can't drive, you're not going to be able to drive the car because we just won the, uh, uh, wow. the injunction. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what happens then is NASCAR gets pissed off when you have to do things oh, like that. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. They yeah. That doesn't it. look good. Oh, yeah. yeah. And see, Brian and Brian France and Ray are good friends. You know, buddy. Yeah. So now, you know, you know, basically I'm making NASCAR look bad, you know, because I filed an injunction because I got fired for no reason, but I'm not supposed to say anything. You know what I mean? And I'm supposed to go home and not eat for how long. You know what I mean? And even though I have a contract. So, anyway, that, that just set off a bunch of stuff. And, and then ended up, you know, he had to pay me or the car wasn't going to run that weekend. And then he, he, so he paid me part of it. I didn't even ask for my contract. Just enough to get me through the rest of the year. And I was fine, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then, but that pissed off, you know, Brian and Ray and everybody. And then it was downhill from there, you know. So, that's why I'm not afraid to tell you the truth about right. anything. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and when things like that happen, you get blackballed in that sport. You get, you get a... Uh, Anything can happen to you, you know? Right. So you're out of a gig. What's what's the thought process as far as, like, I mean, you're pounding. I assume at this point you're pounding the pavement letting everybody know you're looking around. Well, I'd already, I had a ride before. When I got fired, I already had another ride. You knew it was Davis, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I already, when the picture came out in the paper, I knew then I better start looking. <laughs> 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 and I might make it to the end or I might not. You know, right, right, right. That, that's something that, that I always, I looked at every, everywhere I went, I looked at it like, and even today, like, I'm happier right now than I ever was. Yeah. Driving or driving a NASCAR Cup car, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Because not driving part, best thing in the world. For yeah. Me. Right. But I can't handle all the bullshit along the way, you know. All the, I mean, I got caught up so much just stupid shit like that right there. Yeah. Okay, so let's just get it out of the way. Obviously, the big headline behind your career becomes the, yes. the drug test thing. The what? The apparently, <laughs> I, w- I want to say it was. The, um, say what? What are y'all talking about? Y'all must have the wrong driver here. You look for. You meant to get. Or somebody that you right, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. d- get d- you meant to get d- on here, I think. No, nope. well, I just, I just, I just threw his name out there. I'm not sure why I did. You know. Well, before we get into the the the, the tough stuff, uh, uh, you started your own team leading into that, which I always found kind of a really bold move. So yeah. you were with Bill Davis for a couple of years, and then it might correct me if my timeline's right. Bill Davis folds. Yeah, they're. When I started there, they were supposed to have a big sponsor, a huge sponsor. It's gonna be great. Well, yeah. it didn't. It didn't show up. Didn't, okay. It didn't pan out. I mean, they, they were the Caterpillar team, team forever, and then that went over right. to RCR. Right. Now we're the second team over there that he's done signed a contract with me on, and, right. and he's gonna run, but it's yeah. no sponsor involved. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, Rough way and to go. so, so that's gone, and yeah. now you're like, F- I need to figure something out. Right. So, with no and, like, and by then you can tell I'm probably. I probably got a good chance of being blackballed around there. I done pissed Ray off, right. Brian off, I done pissed a lot of them off. Yeah. And right. and according to you, that like Ray and 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 Brian were really tight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, so so you decided to start your own team. Yeah. Mayfield uh, Motorsports. Mayfield Motorsports. Yeah. Where, where was Shayna on starting your own team? Because that's a bold move. <laughs> she she was cool with it all. I mean, okay. she really didn't. You know, I mean, she liked it as long as I was doing it right and going to do it right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But um, when. When they when people usually speak up is when it all goes bad. You know what yeah. I mean? Now what the hell did you do that for? Why'd you do this? You know, right, but, right. but our deal we had just uh, man we just signed a sponsor. You know, right before all that happened. That was all sport. Yeah, well, we had them already, but this okay. was a big big company that's or it wasn't a big company, but they had a good idea what they was gonna do. We signed a contract with them for like three years, and, yeah. and we're gonna switch back to Dodge and all kind of good stuff. You know, getting ready to happen, but then that happened. Yeah. You know, but uh, and then it's. Then you're an idiot forever starting to race tape. You know, for doing that after yeah. that happens. But it is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it is at the time, it was like, great idea. At, at the time, it's no, but, yeah. but, but uh, the story, as you're putting it, is, is that, that it wasn't a, a bad business move because you had a lot of shit lined up already. Right. So it wasn't yeah. like you're just like, I'm just going to figure it out and go yeah. and spend millions of dollars yeah. that well, no one has. Well, so. also, it, kind of, it was kind of like that. But, but you, it, you strike it, me as the guy that's like tired of dealing with other people's bullshit. Yeah. 
you're thinking, okay, yeah. at least at this point now I can control my own destiny. Right. right? Yep. And that's yeah. what I was wanting to do. And we that's made it. the Daytona 500. Yeah, yeah right. right. Like, just started and went out there and made the 500 and had a lot of good stuff going. We knew it was going to struggle because the way the points were and, you know, yeah. and, and just the way the whole thing went down. But I feel like we could have, well, looking back now, probably wouldn't survive. Robbie was right there with us. You know, yeah. he, did, he didn't survive it. Yeah. And, and Tommy Baldwin, I don't think, survived There's a bunch of people that tried it, you know, and just didn't work. Yeah. Knowing what we know now, the way they got it now, you know, it, it wouldn't have mattered if we survived. We never would have gonna be where right. we need to be, you know. Yeah, yeah. My, my ultimate dream was if I had, if I had a hundred million dollars, won the lottery, I'd take seventy-five million of it. And I'd go, I'd have the baddest damn race team was. I'd live on twenty-five, you know what I mean, to keep right. it over yeah. to live on. Right. But I'd spend every bit of just going to prove a point to them. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, right. And I and and you could do it pretty easy, you know. But yeah. a lot of these people jump in, these owners jump in, and they go, I've seen this over the years. They'll have fifteen million dollars, let's say, and they don't tell you how much they can spend. You just know they're. You know, this guy runs this big citation. He's got order. a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah y'all yeah, see yeah, the same thing. Oh, yeah. And they'll come in and they'll, and they'll spend. They don't need a sponsor, man. They're hiring everybody because it's easy to go hire a bunch of people and get a shop and get some cars. That's easy. You know what I mean? And But it's running good after that. It's the hard part. Yeah. Right. You know, and so they'll go spend all this money and they'll spend six or eight million dollars and everything's great and they're there for the long haul and got their nice uniforms on. Everything's looking good. Yep. But they're not running good. Yeah. And then then they get pissed off because they're like, well, I spent eight million dollars. I'm running 35th. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, then that lasts about a couple of years and then they'll spend all their money, you know, and then they're like, screw this. I'm not going to have a, yeah. you know, a half million dollar payroll a month, you know, and yep. whatever, you know. And, um. So I didn't. I wasn't gonna be one of them for right. sure. I just because that story is not unique to NASCAR. No, it's every race yeah. team in, right. in the world. That happens right. all the time. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it's funny because these owners are all. They're all when they first start off, sponsors the same way. They're like, we, you know, we just want to run. We just want to, you know, make all the races. Right. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, no way. They want to win. Yeah, it lasts about two weeks, and then, yeah. then they're like, "Okay, we, if we can just get in the top 20 right? We're spending, you know, five million dollars. Well, Hendricks is spending fifteen million. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so then they start feeling like, uh, you know, and then yeah. they, you know, but they they expect you to go out and run as good as everybody else. Yeah, you know? make up the difference. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I wasn't gonna be one of them. I'd, I'd rather be the guy that didn't have any money and try to make the best of it. Right, you know? right, right, right. Uh, before all the testing happened. Uh, as a team owner, did you feel any, like now you're a team owner, you're not just a driver that's expendable the way that 42 other assholes are. Right. Like now you're one of a, you know, a dozen guys that are out there as a team owner. Did you feel any extra grief as a team owner in terms of like, you're now an even bigger voice than you were prior, and if you felt like you weren't very welcome, this would make it worse? Um, I really didn't, I didn't even care. I didn't even think of it like that. Yeah. I, I just, you know, that, that's something else that I didn't, I guess I was just stupid and didn't see along the way was, um, I thought, I guess I was naive to think this, but you could still go take some money, buy some cars, and go run racing. You know what yeah. I mean? And you go race NASCAR, and it shouldn't be a problem. I mean, that's what everybody thinks, right? That's all I did. And I've been around it forever and thought that's the way you could do it. Well, again, another mistake I made was I started this team. I bought the cars, bought the trailer, tractor, and I had some guys working for me. And we only had a couple weeks to go to Daytona. So, yeah. okay, let's go to Daytona. Well, meanwhile, I got uh, bought Toyota cars. So I had Toyota Motors. Right. And the guys at Toyota, uh, TRD, knew um, the all-sport guy. Yeah. Okay. So he jumps on, and right off the bat, within two weeks, we're, now we got enough money to go, and it's not going to be a big deal. Right, but, right. But I need to make the race to have enough money to get home on, pretty much, yeah, you know, yeah, to, sure. to keep it going, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's your whole thing. you got to make Daytona, you know. So we're going to there and make the Daytona 500, and then got a lot of publicity, and everything was great. And you did it the right way. Like you had to race your way in. Yeah. You were like the race last guy to yeah. make it. Yeah. And it felt deal. good. It felt like a good story. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. this was this was 09. So 08, we'd had the biggest economic crash right. we'd had yeah. in exactly. decades. And now everybody who thought they were enterprising, we know one, yeah. uh, yep. thought that uh, they could just come in with a team because the the, right. the market would be so low. And yep. it turned out that the opposite happened. And there was 58 cars, yeah. 60 cars. Right. show up. record right. number of guys, yeah. And uh, so on the way, I look back now and I'm like, it was in the Gatorade Duel 150s, whatever they call it. Yeah. Well, 
I didn't think about it. But I'm sitting there, we got all this publicity out there, and I'm running the all-sport Toyota, you know what I mean? I didn't ask NASCAR, I didn't even ask them to come there. I just thought I got my license to go racing. Didn't even tell informal my hey, I was going to start my team, you know, because I didn't, hell, I didn't have time for one, you know. And so a lot of the stuff like that was wrong, too, because they, the worst thing they want you to do, they don't want you to come in. And, and y'all, you see this, what I'm talking about now. They don't want you to come in and steal what they call their TV time. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's their, it's their TV time, and, and they, they, they will decide who's on it and who's not. Okay, well, you just show up there, and all of a sudden you're the story of the week, and they ain't got nothing to do with it. No, no, nobody in NASCAR has nothing to do with it. And we're getting more airtime than everybody else is getting. You know what I mean? Kind of what it looked like. And that's why they, that's the stuff that up at the top looks at. Because you're the Cinderella story, yeah. you know, unemployed driver yeah. that's now and, started his own deal. And, and if they kind of, if they yeah. kind of knew about it, they w- might have endorsed it, maybe not, because of the relationship. But we go out there and kind of, it's almost like throw it in their face, you know, and run good. And you know, now what? You know, we made the Daytona 500, which is huge. And that was the story of the week, the whole week there, right. kind of, you know. Right. With all sport in the Gatorade race, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, so just stuff like that, you know, and just. It just everything was going the wrong direction. You know, it was yeah. going right, but it wasn't. It wasn't really going right. And I didn't realize that at the time. You know? Okay. I don't know how y'all's deal is, but can you just show up and run any sponsor you want to run? Or? No, I mean it's not as controlled. But if right. you did show up with something necessarily like inappropriate, they yeah, would. we've done it. Yeah, I was gonna with say one of my clients. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, they'll 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 stop you. Yeah, it's not as critical as what you guys do. Right. Yeah. But it's still there. Yeah. If y'all want to get back, you know, know we're heading to the drug test, but yeah. we uh, yeah. When I started uh, the team, um, I don't know how to, how to say this more than um, like I'm. I've always worked on cars. Just that's all I've done. Yeah, your if, fingers are dirty right now. I know that's paint, <laughs> that's paint on them. Yeah, working. <laughs> they were worse than I scrubbed the hell out of them way back. But, <laughs> but they, uh, um, that's all I've ever done. I'd rather be the guy that you handle all the all the computer stuff. I can, you know what I mean. I, but I hate it. I cannot yeah, stand yeah, I paperwork. I don't like receipts. I, I get behind all my stuff all the time. Just, yeah, right. I just suck at that, you know. Yeah. And that's if any of my weaknesses that right there. But I'll go out and work wear my ass off of there in the hot sun, do whatever you need to, you know. Yeah. And so I knew when we started the team deal, you know, that I wasn't going to be good at that. You know what yeah. I mean? And then I'm thinking, okay, well, so I, you hire people put in place. I had my secretary lady that was doing my stuff before, my business manager, they were doing it. But I'm just like, I got to do something to get me more focused on some of this, making phone calls, you know, everything, right, you right. know. And uh, I was terrible at it, you yeah. know. And uh, so I went and got a, because my wife told me I had ADD or something like that before, yeah. you know, right. several times. I kind of known that all my life. Like I can't even. You know how it is. You read. Y'all probably the same way. You read. You read something. I could read. Yeah, I, yeah. I could read a page of a newspaper and I didn't know what to say. I know exactly. What you, mean. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like. Anyway, so I went and got a diagnosed with ADD, whatever. But you were clinically diagnosed. Yeah. Like you saw a doctor and the whole yeah. thing. And you got. Oh yeah. Like this a, was in. Oh um, nine. Yeah, I think actually December. Yeah, December, 08. January, something okay. like. Of, yeah, I waited all night. Yeah. Before yeah. I started yeah. my racing. Okay. So. Um, when that happened, went and got diagnosed, and I thought, okay, I heard, I didn't, I didn't know Adderall was a bad thing. Sure, you know, heard of Adderall, you know. Yeah. Well, she put me on Adderall, and start off like twenties or whatever it was, and moved it. You know, you move up, depending on how if, you, if it's doing you any good. Right. Well, I started taking twenties until it was thirty days went by. It's like I don't know if I feel anything or not. My wife tell me she thought she thought it helped me, whatever. So I went right. to thirties, whatever. So now I'm taking Adderall, sixty days maybe. Yeah. And then I'm sitting there going, I don't think it's doing much for me. Da da da. You know, but I noticed I could. I could watch a movie when I went home. You know, watch the whole movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which before you weren't able to do. This is crazy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'd go home, watch TV, and, and talk normal, and you know, but I go to bed and I couldn't sleep. Yeah. You right. know, just saying, well, I was watching like C-SPAN. Shit. Like I ain't, never, <laughs> I, I ain't never watched that in my life. You know, middle of the night one, and, and loving it. It was about like, the time oh, when all, all the dealers had to go to Congress and all oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was all into it, man. Just all night long. I was like, right. <laughs> so, so that was going on. I was like, this shit, I don't know what this is supposed to do. What I'm supposed to feel like, but yeah. yeah. You know, I almost feel like it just 
it, it made me like if I was sitting here right now, I'd be like, I kind of be like, so it would numb you up. But just kind of, yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah. what he's saying a lot. You know, it took the yeah. took my edge off, kind of like, sure. like I, I kind of like living on the edge a little bit. You know, yeah. being a little bit edgy, I, it's better than sitting there watching TV, boring. You know, that's what I thought. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so so uh, so I start taking it. You know, and then and then um, uh, I have allergies like probably beginning of the year and the end of the year like i might sneeze a little bit and my nose might just yeah. run for two days and it's, right. no, it's over it's like like a spell i have uh-huh. just when the yellow shit gets on the collar yeah, and all yeah, that eyes yeah. itch everything right, right. well we're going to i've been taking it you know adderall we're going to richmond and uh i had raced at talladega the week before and we and my car caught on fire we got, got a big wreck and i'm the first time i ever had to jump out of a car you ever had one smoke all the way up on the inside mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i never where well, i felt like i was uh suffocating yeah, yeah right right all right yeah. so i i'm just breathing the smoke and i ain't never had that my whole career you know I stop on the frustration. Everybody slows down. I right. bail out of my car, and I'll never forget that feeling I had. Like I felt like I had it you know, just all over my right. lip, everywhere. Right. So, you know, went home and and pretty much was kind of sick all week, being dehydrated. Just didn't feel good, you know. You you have days like it when you're after your race. It you takes you a couple of days to recuperate. You yeah, know what I mean? we do like 24 hour races at Daytona. Yeah, you follow a guy with a cracked header for an hour and a half. Yep, same yeah, thing. Same thing. Yeah, yep. yeah, right. Carbon dioxide, all that stuff. So Shane is driving to, to Richmond, and I was like, and I take Claritin D is the only thing to help me, yeah. Claritin D. Okay. And Claritin D has Sudafed in it. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I took one that morning for I left. Didn't even take the rest of the women. I said, that, that'll knock it out, right? This is 6 o'clock at night, and I'm still just, it's I just mean, buckets. going crazy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. just bad, you know, sneezing. Yeah. Just, just felt like yeah. I was like, man, I can't wake up in the morning feeling like this, you know what I mean? But usually it'll go away in 24 hours. Right. So we get to Richmond. She said, I'm stopping at the CBS, and we're getting you something, you know, take. I said, well, we'll go in. I got video of all this shit. You know, one o'clock in the morning, I'm, I roll in CBS, me and her, and uh, and when you, uh, say, when you say video, you mean like from the CBS security? Okay. Yeah, we, we had we had to get all that right, shit. Right, right, yeah, that, yeah. After the fight, you know, after yeah, all this. So I go in, take get my Claritin D. I took and I took because um, I'm worried about being waking up with this in the morning. I took yeah. one that day. You got to work tomorrow. Right, I got one right, that day, and right. I took one at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Okay. So I t- but I took two. Those are 24 hours. Yeah. Okay. So I took yeah. two Claritin Ds in 24 hours, basically. Right. Hell, I didn't think nothing of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I was going to sleep regardless. I felt bad, you know. And um, so go in and go sleep and motor home. Wake up next morning, great. Overdone, everything's good, you know. Yeah. Take my Adderall, you know. And they told us in our in our drug thing that year, like in our meeting we had before, like, you know, during Daytona week, yeah. whatever they said, they had a new drug policy come out. It said, or the year before they told us this, because it was actually one year afterwards. But it said if you're taking anything, it's okay to take whatever you want to take. But if we, if we test you, just um, make sure that you tell us what you're taking, right. basically. Okay. Right. So. I didn't feel like I had any reason to tell him I was taking Adderall. I, I'm not worried about it. I'm a doctor prescribed it, and and if you test me, I'm just going to tell you what I'm taking. You know. Right, right. So that morning, at Richmond, we go and I run my car, and practice was about over with. And they come over and come on, we go and drug test you. Yeah. How many times have you been drug testing before that? Uh, beginning of the season, like January that year. Okay. You know, we always do it. Everybody yeah. does. Right. Then it's just it used to be. Um, um, if they thought you were messed up or something, they could sure, do it. Then it became random, a right. random test. Yeah. So, you know, they, I, I get out of my car and go up there and we're sweating, you know, it's a normal deal. Mm-hmm. And there's about six or seven of us, I think Kenseth and Shea, okay. a bunch of us. Here, you know? people. Yeah, we're all yeah, sitting yeah. there ready to take your test, you know. But it's funny because we're on this trailer that they use for an office, you know. We're all sitting around like this after practice, everybody's sweating, you know, and we just pouring sweat. Right. And then you just walk right up the steps and there's a guy up there with some, just like this, oh, shit, just sit the table, you know, and stuff scattered everywhere, and he's the one's giving the test. You're right. So, first time I'd had one at the racetrack ever. So, I, I noticed it was like, you know, I've had a lot of drug tests in the past that it didn't quite look like this one right here, you okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Do y'all have to do it? Y'all have to We're only if they suspect, yeah. suspect something or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so we roll up in there, you know, in my turn, I go up in there, and, and I swear it looked like this. Right. You know, just stuff there, paper, yeah, papers everywhere. And he yeah. got, the guy's sitting there, and he's like, okay, your name, the rest of my name down. And he goes, 
uh, hands me this cup. You know, and he pops top over here. That is, you know, and he, okay, going in there and peeing the cup. You know, I said, okay, cool. You know, I'm talking about I'm been been in a race car, dirty, sweating, whatever. Yeah. Walk in the bathroom. I said, oh, and I walk going in there. And he goes, oh, oh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Opens the door up. I come back out, have my suit pulled down. You know, right. you know, come back out and he said, uh, I forgot to tell you to wash your hands. Wash your hands. Okay. So he takes my cup away from me. I go in and wash my hands real good. You know. Right. Here, hands me my cup back, which is all this is wrong. Okay. What, what I'm doing right now. Okay. I knew that after we figured it all out. So sure, I sure. go in there and I pee in the cup, come back out and hand it to him. Some seals it, da, 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 sign off. There you go. Right. I said, well, look, who am I supposed to tell about? I'm taking um, Adderall. Adderall. Claire D was already <coughs> on my list early, my profile a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. But I was taking that. I said, who am I supposed to tell this to? He said, oh, here, here's a car. Just call, call this guy, which is Dr. Black. Okay. All right, Dr. Black owns the lab. Right. Okay. And he, if you do get in trouble or you don't pass tests, you have to go through him to go through the road recovery to be able to get back into racing. So it's one guy. Okay. All right. The reason why Dr. Black is is doing the drug testing program for NASCAR is because the one before Dr. Black, uh, when Tim Richmond got tested, come out about three months later that he falsified the results right. for Richmond to get Richmond out of sport. Y'all remember, y'all know all that? Yeah, we know the Okay, so then right, Dr. Black starts right then from the next day on, from the next years on. Yeah. All right, he also is the one that done the uh, WWE or whatever for Vince McMahon and them. Right, that was steroids. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and you know the story about that. He was the, doing the drug testing for that, saying basically the opposite. Oh, you know, he's clean, he's clean, he's clean, clean. Right. But yet, your superstar just went on a mass murder and killed his whole family. Yeah. Chris Wall or whatever. And then and they did an autopsy on him and he right. had steroids. Full steroids. Yeah. He goes back and checked the test and he's all clean and all of them. Right. Dr. Black's that guy. Yeah, so then they got rid of Black on that deal, too, you know. Now he's NASCAR's guy because of a lot of reasons, probably, but it's just one man can't be in control of everything and nobody looking over that one man. You know, does that make sense? All right, so so I go and I call Dr. Black. I couldn't get a hold of him, couldn't get in touch with him, and finally he calls me back Sunday night after the race. Meanwhile, this was on Friday. I practiced and qualified, peed. Yeah, right. Then, you know, qualified, and then and raced the next day, the next night. Raced the raced NASCAR Cup race. Mm -hmm. And... Everybody who's at the racetrack knows I was perfectly normal. Yeah. I know different I am right Not now. Not acting weird, right? Right. All right, so then Sunday he calls me, and this is exactly what happened. He said, Jeremy, just Dr. Black calling you back. Da, da, da. I said, yeah, Dr. Black, you, know, you told me to let you know if I was taking anything. They tested me Friday, and I just want, I was trying to get in touch with you Friday night to let you know. I don't know how this process works. You know? mm -hmm. Oh, really? Just total dickhead. You know, I was like, uh, okay. yeah, total asshole. I said, yeah. And he hadn't seen nothing yet. You know, they ain't even sent the stuff to his lab yet, right? Okay. And he says, what were you taking? I said, well, I was taking, um, I said I got put on Adderall, you know, like back in January by or whatever, and I was taking Adderall by, by a doctor, doctor, you know, yeah. this, that, and the other. As soon as I said Adderall, he said, Adderall? He said, oh, well, wait, wait a minute. Well, what, what's a person your age doing taking Adderall? Well, I'm stuck. I'm like, uh, I said, I, AD, I, I got diagnosed ADD, you know. And you're telling me a person your age, and they put you on Adderall? Just like that. All right. I mean, it, this wasn't nothing. This is straight just like I'm telling you right yeah, now. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I said, if there's a problem, I'll quit taking it. You know, I, I didn't know there was a problem with it. Well, uh, he said, uh, I'll just see what the results are, you know, when it comes in your test, and we'll go from there. I ain't even told him about Claritin D yet. I said, uh, okay. I said, well, well, there's another problem then. He said, what's that? I said, there, I said, I was taking um, my Claritin D, too, well, along with it, but, but that's on my thing. I'm just letting you know I took one night before. You right. know, I had a damn test, whatever. I didn't know what either one of them would show up as. Right. I'm just letting you know that's what I was taking. Sure. And he, you know what he did? He goes, oh, now we got a problem. I said, a problem? What do you mean, problem? He said, sounds like me, you're trying to get jacked up for these races. I swear to God, my life strike me dead right now. I said, jacked up for the races? And he said, yeah. I said, that, that is, you know, I don't even know what you're talking about. I said, I'll quit right. taking whatever you want me to quit taking. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. 
So went on after that. So then and that he started, started and he hasn't seen a test or anything. Yet. He ain't seen nothing. Yeah, this is all yeah, just He doesn't even know me. Right, right. But right. That, that's what that's the only words he said to me was you know, just what I told y'all. I'm like blown away. I got a phone and told my wife. I said, well, it's either gonna be real good or real bad. I'm not sure what they'll tell you right <laughs> yeah. now. Right. You know. And uh, so anyway, the week went by and everything went on and. And then they come out, uh, oh, there's another guy called me, Dr. Aukerman, or somebody calls me like Thursday at night at 6 o'clock. Okay. We're on our way to Darlington. Right. Because I didn't hear nothing all week, you know. And says, you know, you know, Jeremy, your, your test results should show positive. Just sitting in. And I said, well, I figured they would, you know, for something. Not sure what. Yeah. Oh, positive for amphetamine is what he said. I said, okay. I said, okay. I, I t- called Dr. White and told him that. And he said, well, if you'll get your doctor. This was a totally different dude. I don't know who to say I was. Yeah, okay. If you'll get your doctor's, you know, all your paperwork, prescription, I already had it already, and send that to us, you know, I'll look at it. And then if everything works out right, we'll, we'll classify this as a um, negative or, you know, result. A right. and, and to clarify, both the D part of Claritin D and, and Adderall are both amphetamines or they have right. amphetamines in them right right, right. right. Yeah, so, amphetamines, yeah, yeah yeah and by then we'd already done research on it and, and yeah. knew, you know those th- that week you know because of what he told me you know right so this guy here tells me this he's, i said okay cool that's the way it's supposed to work right so i get my doctor and she's already had everything ready and she sends it to him that night everything arranged great wake yeah. up at, at uh next morning friday morning i'm at uh, darlington to get a call it's dr the same guy again calling back he said jeremy says dr Ackman, yeah man what's going on you know he said hey i got all your paperwork and stuff from and, and this is why I knew I was in trouble, too. He goes, because uh, my wife, they're good friends of ours. And she's a, a, a PA, physician's assistant or whatever. Okay. All right, well, the doctor that works there, where I got my all my assessments and stuff mm-hmm. done, his name's Charlie Ackerman. He's, a, he's a, actually a doctor. She's a PA. Okay. But she owns what they call Vitality uh, Med Spa. Okay. And it's it's a up in Hickory. It's a beautiful place. And it's where women go get all their... Men too, but they get uh, like, like their hormones. Botox yeah, Botox, yeah. Like sure, lips sure. done. Yep, it's, yep. I mean, it's, I live in Southern California. These are very popular. Same thing. So, yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, and okay. and, and uh, they got a lot of people that are just uh, clients of like and patients of theirs that you can go in. You, you can see them as a doctor, or you can get anything you want done. They even have surgery there. They do you know all the yeah some of the babies, like, whatever they yeah, whatever yeah. you want done. You right, get done. right, right. So he goes, he goes. I got all your paperwork and stuff from Vitality. That's the name of it. Okay. But in ways he's like Vitality Med Spa, you know, like that. And I was like. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, and and just that, this because he said it like you're smart ass, you know. Yeah, and I'm like, okay. And he said, he said, let me ask you. I got a few questions for you. Said, All right, have you inhaled anything? You, you inhaled any kind of chemicals or anything? No, I don't think so. What do you mean inhale anything? I don't smoke or nothing. You know what are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. I just didn't know if you had inhaled any anything. Nothing at all, huh? I said no. He said, were, you were, said you were sick. Did you inhale anything there? No. Everything's great. Okay, I'll get back with you. So he hangs up, and I thought that's weird. Now I had to go practice my car. Yeah. And I come back. I'm thinking. Oh shit! When I was at race, I thought I was at the racetrack. I got suffocated the week before. Oh, you know, I'm thinking I was smoking yeah, shit. Yeah, I thought, yeah. damn, maybe that showed up or something. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Okay. Hell, I'm excited now, yo. Hell, I, yeah, I did. That's hell, something. Is. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. Mm-hmm. So I go back and and uh, he calls me back. I say, hey man, I forgot to tell you this. Uh, you know, the week before I was at Talladega and I got fucking had to jump out of my car. I was blowing black smoke rings out. You know? Yeah. Right. That's how bad it was. He said, No, nah, that's why not what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, oh, cool. He said, uh. Um, I said, well, what do you need? You know, he said, well, what I'm calling back for, do you, you want us to do a, a second test on you? I said, second test? I mean, I don't care. Whatever you want to do, you know, if that's what you want to do, I'd be more than happy to. Right. He said, no, what I'm talking about, he said, we got your B sample. Do you want us to have your B sample sent off and tested somewhere else? I said, well, let me ask you something. I said, I'm dumb. You know, don't need to worry point. about this. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Said, I said, well, there's A sample. And, you, and they, you know, because they split it apart when they yeah. pee in a cup. Uh-huh. I said, well, I'm sh- I'm sure that if uh, if my A sample showed something, the B sample should show the same thing. Right. He said, yeah, unless the lab made a mistake. I said, well, 
how, you know, what kind of mistake you talking about? What, what's the deal, you know? Mm -hmm. He's like, well, you just I need to know if you want me to send your B sample off get tested. I said, well, I, whatever you want to do, you know, I don't care. You know, at this point, I got tired of talking about it, basically. Yeah. I was like, whatever you, whatever you feel like you need to do, yeah. do it. I, I'm getting ready to qualify, you know? So I never heard no more about it. And then I didn't make the race. We barely missed a race by a few 100, something like that. And um, and then, um, you know, after the race with us on Friday night, we drive home, me and my wife drive home. I, I think it's all weird today, but I'm kind of down because they didn't make it and say another. Woke up Saturday morning, you know, they got to a call from them saying, you've been suspended indefinitely from NASCAR, from John, you know, Darby. And that point on, it just went. I mean, it, I can tell you all stuff, man, to blow your mind as far as, what they done? They they took my B sample. I never I've never seen a B sample yet. Okay, it's been tested yet from NASCAR. Right. You know I've been um, both B samples. They opened up and they tested themselves the same lab. All right. We had a we had a meeting with them before I sued them. You know because they come out on the on the news everywhere. Mayfield fails drug test everywhere. Just blew me away. You know made, made a huge deal out of it. We had a meeting with them the, the following week with my attorneys and everybody. And we sitting there and listening to Dr. Black along with the NASCAR guys sitting in front of the attorneys to give us a two hour lecture on how how nothing he does could ever go wrong in his in his lab. His, he's got the perfect lab. He never makes a mistake. He said another. He said he you know he he knows so much about it because he used to, he started his company. He was doing the testing. Now he doesn't. You know, well my attorney does this. This right here, I'll be enough alone. My attorney said, well, you know, I've heard everything you're saying. How you can't make mistakes. You know, you know all this stuff's right. He said, why did you decide to test his to test? I'm supposed to be a number, not a name, right? He said, well, Jeremy called me, you know, and told me I want to make sure to look at it myself. He ain't testing. He just told us he ain't testing years. You know. And my attorney does this. He goes, well, let me ask you something. So you did all the testing on his his alone, the only one you done? Yep. He said, yep, that's the way it was. He said, well, what, what's the name of that chemical that you that you have to put in it that takes out the pseudoephedrine to make sure it's not a false positive? Strike me dead. Dr. White goes, just like this. This is how long until he goes, um, uh, gosh, um, I know what you're talking about. Um, I'm sorry. Um, um, and my attorney says, that's all right. You don't have to answer it. So he didn't even, he didn't, you know, it's all bull you know what I mean? And and, and then uh, it was amphetamines, all the whole time amphetamines. Well, that day there, after we walked out that day, and uh, they sent us, we didn't got no results from nothing. We didn't see nothing at that point. We finally got a white sheet of paper, blank piece of paper that had his letterhead on it. It says, uh, like a, like they, you could anybody could type in it. Uh, it says positive amphetamines and showed these numbers out here, nanograms per milliliter. And it showed like, um, um, I forgot what it was, 63, when well, I was like 48,000 nanograms per milliliter of amphetamines. And then it says underneath that methamphetamines, positive, 67,000 nanograms per milliliter. All right, we don't know what these numbers are. It's just on a blank piece of paper. So we flip it over and there's another piece of paper over here that's with it, kind of got mixed in the shuffle and it says amphetamines, none, methamphetamines, none. So we're like, okay, which, which, one, do you want, which one do you want me to read here? Because this and here says this and another. Oh, that's uh, it's just a mess. So we went back and, and researched and had all these experts that were calling me then, expert witnesses and stuff, you know, calling me saying this can't be right and all this stuff. And so we learned a lot about testing. Procedures. Sure, sure. Well, 67,000, first of all, you got to have uh, your percentage of amphetamines has to be so much to make the methamphetamines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. They, they can't be on one without the other. You know I've, what I mean? I've been reading, looking it up. So yeah. basically the, the classification somewhere in my writing here between amphetamines and amphetamines are, are legit in Sudafed and, right. and, and Adderall. Right. But a methamphetamine is considered a street drug and it's uh, double methylated is, is the term. Right, but but, but you, even the street drug has has so much amphetamines in it. Yeah, right. Okay, right, so right. in the percentage. It's basically like 
Yeah, it's amped yeah, up. Yeah, but yeah, it's there's, a there's a percent, yeah. but, but you can't have one without the other. See, right. if you test positive okay. for methamphetamines, it's going to be amphetamines too. With Absolutely. It. Okay. All right. So, but we, not necessarily the other way around. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's one yeah. of the two. And uh, so, 67,000 nanograms per milliliter was was um, we had this one guy that, that was helping us. He was a doctor, called from somewhere. He did all this research and stuff. And he got back with it. He said, "Man, the highest that they that they could find that anybody ever that OD'd on methamphetamines, OD that was dead. You know, how, like alcohol is a .40, you're dead, legally dead. That's what they call it." Well, uh, methamphetamines was like 25 or 28,000 nanograms per milliliter. And you're 67. I'm 60. On that paper, showed me 67,000 nanograms per milliliter. He said there's no way possible. He, he said, he said, were you, were, asked my wife, he said, was he awake? Was he, you know, how do you act? That's normal, you know what I mean? He said there's no way possible. You, that, that's like having a, that's like having point twelve alcohol. Yeah. Or not point twelve, but 12.0 or whatever yeah. it is. You know, and, and after racing being normal. And so that that triggered all this stuff going on, and then, then we was like, man, we got them by the balls now, you know what I mean? And and it's, and and then it turned become methamphetamines on the news after I got an attorney, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so then it started up in there and just just took off, you know. And and I tested at that point on, I tested every week. I went and did our own test, and I had yeah. this guy come in doing a documentary on us and stuff, and and that you know every week was filming me walking in there and get my drug test back. And they didn't from know a was, third party. They, that's, they didn't yeah. know I was doing this, yeah. yeah. And. And then we, we wanted our B sample. They couldn't give us our B sample because they'd already opened it up. Said so contaminated or whatever. Yeah, they they opened my B sample up. All right, okay. so then I, then we ended up doing a second test. And um, they come up my, showed up at my house like 7 o'clock at night because where, where else are you going to get another third-party test after yeah. 7 o'clock at night? So NASCAR shows up at my door and they're going to test me. Okay, well, we already had it planned out. If they did that, what well, was going to happen? And so I went. My doctor had already made arrangements at the Fry Hospital. If that ever happened, we we're going immediately going straight there and doing them in the hospital with LabCorp. Right. And um, which is a national and, drug test. And that's a national yeah. drug test. All my tests been through LabCorp except yeah. NASCARs. Okay. Copy that. And um, so we we told them we wanted the B sample. The first one sent to LabCorp. No, they just refused. No, yeah, I never got it. Never seen it. So then on this test, they come in and test me. I said, okay, I want y'all you know, on camera. I said, I want y'all to know something. I'm gonna pee in your cup and I'm going straight, straight right now and doing my other test. Then tell them where I'm going straight and do another one right as soon as we get done. All right here on our all camera guy, camera guy watching. He's doing everything for us, and uh, so we walk out behind them like this and beat them out of my driveway to go up there. Twenty, it was, took us 20 minutes to get there from where my house. Go in the hospital. They do everything right. Go in and pee in a cup. You know they do it right at the hospital, like like they're supposed to. And uh, and then come back and that, that was through LabCorp. Showed nothing, zero. And and what they didn't realize was uh, this all on video too was you, you get Adderall like 30 at a time, whatever it is. You know, all right. Well, I'd go over and get my prescription. When I got my prescription, I would be out. You know, be out because they check you every yeah. 30 days. Yeah. Well, I had my prescription, and I'd already told my wife, I said, I'm going to quit taking this shit because it ain't done nothing for me. You know, I feel like I'm just, uh, you know, all the time. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm watching and, the news all night. Yeah, yeah. She, and she was kind of wanting me to. <laughs> I know a lot about the economy. She's, yeah, she's wanting to take it. Well, I got busy or something, and two or three days went by, and I hadn't taken nothing. Then, then that came up, and I still had my prescription. Well, while we're at the hospital, she goes, go ahead and get your Adderall filled now because I was getting all fucking, I'm pissed off at them, you know. So it showed me going to get my Adderall filled back up. Well, now it's perfect because LabCorp comes back clean, nothing. No amphetamines, no methamphetamines. Yeah, because you haven't taken it in three days. I haven't taken it. Yeah, yeah, four, right. It may have been three or four or five days, whatever. You're prescribed Adderall. Right, but this, yeah. is, but this is what's good, though. Now, now if you're going to show me taking methamphetamines, you're going to show some kind of amphetamine in there if I'm still taking my Adderall, right, for the NASCAR side of it. And all of our stuff's documented I wasn't taking. They, everybody, we knew it, and my attorney knew it. So they come out and didn't hear nothing, and then – I got my results back from LabCorp, and you know there's a cutoff point to make sure there's no false positives. You yeah. know, I forgot what it is. It's 500. Yeah, there's some threshold. Yeah. When NASCAR claims they got the only zero tolerance testing there is. So LabCorp comes back nothing. Well, my attorney says, 
have them recheck it and drop their cutoff levels to make sure that they don't come back and say with that. their look. Right. Yeah. So he calls, you know, they call back and they go, LabCorp to check, check it again and, and test it below the cutoff levels. Now we're, now we're sitting there perfect, right? We're good to go. And it comes well, back I'm clean. So let me take a second. You confused me there. When you said have them check and make sure you're checking, meeting the cutoff levels, like they're not manipulating the results. No. So no, basically uh, they're taking away the, 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 the safety. Yeah. That NASCAR says they got zero threshold. So but a real, po a real so test. So in the test, there will be, be a safety margin in terms yeah. of what's. Yeah, there is. There, right. Yeah, so we want to make sure I was below. LabCorp has a safety margin. Right. Because right. anything under 500 or something like that, they right. consider but that why would they, be anything. Right, but yeah. why would they change that data to present to somebody else if they're an independent third party? No, they didn't change it. They, they tested they, it again. They got they tested okay, the same ASAM, okay, but they retested it. Retested yeah. it, but we can't put any of that margin in there is what you're saying. No, no, they retested it below the margin, right. like, like, so like it, zero. So if anything was there, it would show up. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. We, we right. don't want NASCAR to come back so and say, well, that's 500. Yeah, so the margin of error is different than Yeah, that's all it is, margin of error. But we had ours tested again. It was zero cutoff level. So now it's zero. Now they can't say nothing. Right, so if there's any trace of anything, it's going to show up. Right, yeah, okay. right. Yeah. And if it shows up normally in that 500 range, it's false positive anyway. Right, but you guys went above that to right. say like it's 0.000000. Right, right, to make, just so they can say no. absolutely not. Right, so, yeah, right. so we've done that. And then they go, and, and NASCAR goes a couple weeks, we didn't hear nothing. And about three weeks went by, nothing. Four weeks went by, I thought, now, now we, we couldn't wait for them to come back. Because all they needed was me to pee in the cup again. Just me peeing in the cup, and they got me. At 7 o'clock at night, I'm screwed. That's why they saying it, you know. They can say whatever they want to say then. Well, about three or four weeks go by, and I finally my phone rang one day. Picked it up as Dr. Black. Now he's playing. Now he's playing the MRO because he shouldn't even be calling me. He owns the lab, testing my stuff, all this stuff. You know, he said, "Hey, Jeremy, Dr. Black, how you doing?" So I'm doing great. How about you, buddy? <laughs> you know? He said, "Well, I'm just calling to uh, to uh, ask you a few questions here." And he said, "Are you ta still taking your Adderall?" I knew why he was asking me that. I said, "Sure, yeah, I've been taking. it. I'm not going to quit taking that. Heck yeah, I'm taking it." Okay, that's that's need to know that. And uh, another thing, I said, "What's that?" He said, uh, "After he asked me about the Adderall, I said." Uh, We've, uh, your test came back positive again. I said, imagine that. I said, for some reason, I could have told you that. I think I could have told you you didn't have tested, you know? Being smart ass to him, you know? Well, yeah, Jeremy, uh, you know, this, that, and the other. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Is that all you need? Yep, all I need. Hung up. I thought, man, this is going to be perfect. And all of a sudden, that night, you know, boom, here it comes back on Mayfield, test positive again, da 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 da. And, and it, but if I told him no on the Adderall, that, you know, I don't know which way it would have went then, but it's perfect. But then they come back next time and show still. Like 68,000 nanograms per milliliter on the methamphetamine. So you're still a dead person. Yeah, still a dead. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. died twice, man. You right. know, and uh, and hadn't been to rehab or nothing. You, you know, right. just yeah. you look great, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, anyway, that's where it all started. Then, then my attorney shows the news. You know, we got this, and this is what happened. But but at that point in time, the, they were wearing me out on the media with NASCAR because they're scared to death. And my my little stuff gets put out here barely, nobody hears about it. You know, and the judge sees it, and it's basically we had we had their ass kicked pretty much with that with the drug test stuff. You never heard no more about that after that. And now it was okay, but you're still going to be suspended indefinitely because you signed an agreement right. saying that saying I can't sue them for any reason. Right. As as a hard card carry. Yeah, a hard NASCAR card carry exactly. Yeah, exactly. So right. I'm like, what the? F we went, now we went from you don't hear nothing else about the drug test deal. You know what I mean? Now you're hearing all about this, all, you know, but it's still not going right. to let you in. So anyway, we, we, the judge finally, because this is somewhere else we screwed up too. We had attorneys from Charlotte. You know, it was in Charlotte. They're not going to go against NASCAR or, or Rick Hendrick or none of them guys. You know what I mean? And the judges are all, I don't care if you put it on there, they're all politically pulling directions too, just like everybody else. It's all corrupt. You know what I mean? So the judge finally just throws it out, throws the case out. But we appealed it, and then when we appealed it, there was a good chance we were going to win because my attorney's from Washington and that another, you know, Virginia, right? That's where the appeals court was. And we're thinking, okay, it's going to be great. So we appealed to the judge's decision, and we really felt like this is where we need to be anyway, away from here. Yeah, here. in other words, by appeal, you're getting yeah. in a court that's yeah. out of the county, out of the and, area. And then, right. and then about 
month later or month before where we're getting ready here, the appeals process is going to take place. You know, we thought it was going to be heard. Uh, then all of a sudden my place gets raided. You know, my, my shop and, and my farm, everything gets raided, and, and there's 90-something SWAT team members flying in there and looking for stolen steel scrap metal. You know what I mean? And I had $40,000 worth of copper sitting on my row bike that never even asked a question about. And it, they said, we're looking for, the search warrant said, looking for stolen steel plate. And I said, well, I had a whole bin of shit down there. Right? I, I never sold steel. You know, steel's like, that. we just made stuff out of that, fabricated with it. And uh, I said, there's a whole damn bin down there if y'all want to go in and look down there and see, you know, there's all kinds of shit down there, you know, I don't sell steel. Yeah, you can be mine. And uh, so there was everywhere. You wouldn't believe it. AR-15s come in like I was down. I saw it like this one time. Went around. I was like, man, there's something big that went on around here somewhere. Yeah, I said, yeah. they're looking for a damn mass murder here. Yeah, this is right. crazy. Right. Pablo Escobar said, of yeah, steel. Yeah, I swear it's what it looked like. Yeah, I thought, yeah. damn, El Chapo was around here somewhere. You know? <laughs> and um, they was busting my door into my house. You know, just it was unbelievable what right. happened. And um, you know, meanwhile, I'm sitting there with copper everywhere and. and you know, insulation size of this whole building right here was stacked up, you right, know, all right. legit. Everything was legit. And they were all in my place looking for everything. And, 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 you know, I had a lot of people that come down here trying to sell me weed eaters and shit like that in the past, you know, just normal being out in the country. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Knowing we're down there, you know, we make making good money. Everything. And you're scrapping yeah. stuff all the time. Yeah. yeah. So they come yeah. down and, and I, I bought stuff and didn't buy stuff. And this one dude that, that I wish I never met in my life come down there a couple of times and, and he'd always try to bring me to sell. And I was like, I had a feeling about him. I was like, no, nah, I don't, I don't buy this. Don't buy that. Well, he shows up one day with a PA system because I, I do auctions a lot, or yeah. was doing them. And um, This is John Franklin? Yeah. Is this the guy? Yeah, okay. yeah. He shows up, you know, oh, Mayfield, da, 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 and he hit me with something I needed. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And I didn't know he stole the stuff. You know, I asked him, is it stolen? Nope. Okay, it's good yeah. enough for me. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. How would you? Right. And uh, so I bought a, uh, two speakers and a damn sound system board, whatever, from him, you know, and come to find out that it was uh, stolen, and he stole a pontoon boat, and yeah, and just all kinds of shit, so... And then this guy later on goes and uh, is in a high-speed pursuit with the police yeah. and dies. Yeah, and dies. So he's a real trusting, yeah, <laughs> yeah. trustworthy source. And he's got a, on the motorcycle, he's got some girl on the bike with him yeah. and has a baby. And yeah. oh, they got methamphetamines all on their bike, supposedly, right. on them. Right. But basically he was considered an informant to that, that told the authorities that, that you had all kinds of stolen in your house. But no, that's to get him down there. I mean, okay. See, okay. my opinion was... Um, I'd run him off my farm because I, I heard he stole a, a right. pontoon boat. So, you know, he come there like once every other week or something. Just just dumb guy. Like, you don't even want him around it. You know, he right. just shows up with them guys right. and just kind of paying your ass, you know. Yep. And I get that a lot because people just come around, oh, Mayfield, you know, down there. So, That's so we, you know what I'm talking about. So, yep. we have people yep. come down there a lot. And some people, I just, if I didn't want them down there, I just wouldn't talk to them, you know. Right. And, yeah. um, and so, anyway, I think that when I heard he stole a boat, well, hell, I just bought that speaker. From you, you come down here all the time. I don't want you down here. And, yeah, and, yeah. I heard, and I heard, you know, I just had my own feeling that is, you tell by looking at me, wasn't too cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. And I was like, you know, you need to just go on down the road. And we let leaves this little truck he had brought, hauled a little damn truck down there like a month before that, and it's still sitting there. I said, get your truck and go. You know, yeah, well, right, he didn't right. listen. I, so I called him, left him a message. I was like, dude, if you don't come get this truck, I'm going to haul it off. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want you down here. You know, we well, didn't come get the truck, so we hauled it off. But piece of shit, truck. I just didn't want to get it off my property. Right, you know? right. Well, he comes down there then after that, pissed off at me. <laughs> My drove, drove my truck, yeah, 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 we hauled it off and don't come back on my property, you know. Yeah. Then, then you got to turn into an asshole, you know. And so I pissed him off, you know what I mean. And I know that he went straight to NASCAR saying whatever he wanted to say, th sure, thinking sure. I give a shit, you know what I right. mean, about it, you know. And, and then I think that that was our opportunity saying, let's talk to this guy. Because when we got our discovery throughout all that, which was table loads of stuff, there was a stack of papers. First stack we got, guess what's first page on it? NASCAR security, all their security numbers of NASCAR people working. So, okay, that makes sense. You know, a, a month before my appeal, I get arrested for methamphetamines. 
in stolen scrap metal, you know what I mean? And so anyway, then we went to appeals court and, and um, first thing out of their mouth to the people there, well, Mr. Mayfield was just arrested, put in jail for methamphetamines, da, da, da. And, and I'll show you what I got arrested for. Something about like that. You see in the corner of my hand right there? And the, the, they're all in my house. They're dumping out everything in my kitchen. I, it just destroyed my place. They're in my safe, got my safe turned upside down, cutting one open, got all my guns laid out, you know, everywhere. I had a bunch of guns, all legal, none of them were stolen. <laughs> yeah, and a uh, guy pulls, comes out, pulls me outside, and he goes, see what I got in my hand? He's got his hand out like this. I said, no. He said, got methamphetamines in my hand, got a bag of meth in my hand. Really? Yeah, I don't, I don't care what you got in your hand, you know what I mean? That's what I'm thinking. He said, yeah, he said, I just got it out of your safe. I said, you didn't get out of my safe. There ain't no methamphetamines ever been in my safe, you know what I mean? He goes, oh, yeah, just like this, never show me nothing. He said, uh, I'm going to let you think about this for a minute. We don't want to take you to jail, Jeremy. We, we, wanna, we want you to work with us. I said, okay, what, what do you want me to work with you about? He said, just, he said you go over and sit for about uh, a few minutes. He said, and you think of where you're getting your drugs at. Tell us where you're getting your drugs at. I went over to sit down beside my wife. We're sitting out front. I'm thinking, what the hell's going on? It just blow, I mean, it'll blow you away how big it was, you know. And I sat there and thought, I said, and I told her, I said, I couldn't even, if I had to try to think right now, where, where could you go buy methamphetamines at right now? Either one of you. I yeah. couldn't tell you. Yeah. He tell you in L.A., but no. <laughs> no but you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I said, if I even tried to make up some kind of shit, what do you tell me? Right, yeah. right. You know what I mean? So then, then something crossed my mind. I was like, okay. So they come back and got me. He said, all right, you, you know what? You going to help us out here? And I said, I don't know what to tell you. I said, I couldn't tell you what, you know, who to call or nothing. And he said, well, man, we don't want to do this to you. I said, well, wait a minute. I said, I know one place. One place I, I know for sure. Don't know if you can find meth in there, but I know for sure you can get drugs there. Yeah. I said, oh, really, where's that at? And he gets all excited. I said, uh, where are they racing at this week? <laughs> <laughs> I said, the NASCAR garage area. Nice. Oh, my God. That was like, yeah, that like sent a fucking light. Yeah. yeah. And the next thing I knew after that, I was handcuffed and on my way to jail, you know? Right, right. But uh, that's what I got arrested for is that right there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Didn't all those charges get dropped yeah. from that whole situation? Yeah. Yeah, so it didn't go any. It wasn't well, I got a, I had to. I had to plead to something because I, when I wanted to go back racing again, which is two and a half years later, this shit was drug out. Two and a half years, we sit there, and, and you can ask anybody that, that knows me that's heard this conversation. My attorney would call me, and I'd get off of these pleas. I got arrested five times. I had to go turn myself in five different times at, in three different counties for You know, at 28-something felonies. Uh, you know, I'm gone. I had one, one judge said, boy, he said, this is minimum 10 years apiece, four counts of something. It was uh, stolen aircraft slash uh, tractor trailers. Right, I, oh, right. kind of shit. You know, yeah. and I'm like, I didn't know what it meant. There's so much stuff. He said, it's 10 years apiece for this. That's 40 years right there, just from four counts. I'm thinking, I'm blown away. You know, what the hell? And uh, the, the DA was, was the DA, same DA for these all three counties. And he and they would send me these pleas. And I was like, does it have the word felony in it? Uh, yeah. I said, the exact words. I swear on my life. And you tell me if a guilty person's going to say this. I'm looking at, don't tell how many years of all this stuff. I said, you tell, I said, Dave, which is my turn. I said, you make sure you tell the, Jay Gaither, that's the DA, tell him just like I'm telling you right now. He said, what's that? I said, tell him go take that, that plea he's got and shove it straight up his ass. Just like that. Swear to God on my life, that's a true story. I said, I'm not signing shit. You know, I didn't do nothing, and, you, and don't don't be sending me no more like that. And then a couple months later, he'd fire another one at me. You know, I said, this is over two and a half years. I got four or five. And every one of them, I said, Dave, he's got word felony in it? Got the F in it? Where? Yep. I said, tell him, shove it straight up his ass. I'm not pleading shit. And then, then they had me in the paper talking about me going back racing if I got out of all this shit, you know. And I was smiling in the picture, just kind of like smiling about going back racing. Well, the DA calls my attorney says said he thought I was laughing at him, that I was smiling at him about it in the paper. So there wouldn't be no more uh, uh, pleas that, that they were going to, he was going to try this case himself and make sure I got convicted. 
So I come back and I said, hey, wrestle well, good. He needs to try one. He ain't tried one yet. He ain't tried the case yet. And of course, all of his assistants do it. I'm glad to see. I'm glad to see he's going to do it personally. You know what I mean? Well, it come out like that in the paper that I was glad to see he's going to do it personally. So I mean, if there's anybody that should have went to jail, if I done something wrong, I would have went to jail. Sure. This somebody's after me, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, and I, but I, I just kept wearing them. I was like, I'm ready to go. Let's go to trial. Because there ain't no way you're going you're gonna to show me doing any of that shit, You know what I mean? And it just got out of control, you know. But now, here we are. Here we so, are. Here we are. Uh, so I, I hope you don't mind me going here. Right. But when you're, I, I, when you're in prison, it's a, it's a foreign territory. It's, it's, it's something you've got to figure out how to, how to navigate. Were there any nicknames that kind of stood out to you? Like there's always some guy named Tiny or, or Chapo or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Um, the only one I can think of would be... Uh, Gunselman or something like that. Gunselman? Yeah. Huh. It's the only one that sticks out. That, that was the one that really stood out in my mind. I got you. Okay, so uh, you go through all the trials and tribulations of that of that part of your life. Right. How you doing now, man? Well, like I told you earlier, I'm happy. You know, yeah. that, that's a good thing. You know, everything's going as good as it can be. I want to, <clears throat> the only thing I'm kind of disappointed right now is I want to race my dirt late model more than I have been. Okay. You know what I mean? That's the only thing. I, I really got, I got a vision of wanting my own dirt team, you know, which it doesn't cost that much to do, but it does right. cost money. And, uh, and I want to be able to run with with the Lucas Oil guys and, and okay. yeah. Bloomquist and all them guys, you know. What's the, like, biggest thing holding up? Sponsorship, I'm assuming? Yeah, pretty to much, yeah. And I'm, and I'm working on some stuff, but okay. you know how it is. It's hard to get sponsors for anything this day and time. But, right. But um, in that, if not, I'll have to make enough money to do it on my own. Okay. What, what series are you running in right now? I just run, been running a few local races, you know, around okay. the local series. Not really a series, you right. know. And there, there's several dirt car series, like the Ultimate Late Models, and okay. I run a race with them. And then there's... Lucas Oil and I, this, yeah, that, and the other. But yeah. that, that's what I want to do is get on a circuit and run different racetracks. Right. Instead of running like like I run Cherokee some and just mm-hmm. places like that, you yeah, know. I got you. Uh, your website, j2mayfield.com. Mm-hmm. Have you been to it lately? Do we still have that? No, I should show you. No, I, have, I haven't been on the website. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's why we asked. Yeah, yeah, no, we the J2 stuff, that's all kind of gone. We had um, okay. some guys come in and done a great job mm-hmm. helping us market it. They okay. there, just helped us out. And uh, um, it just, um, you know, when you get involved in racing sometimes, you realize it's not really what – what you thought it was going to be or right, whatever. Right. I think that's where they were at, and, and we've kind of moved on from that and Copy. on to the next chapter, I guess. It's a, okay. And the late model stuff's all self-funded. You're right. So you're selling, you're selling, yep. working you do what you can off the copper work and right. going off of this. Yep, and that, that's kind of the way it is. Most of those guys that run even full-time, they race full-time, you yeah. know, and, but they've already got some type of sponsorship or somebody behind them to you're get right. the money, and that, that's kind of what I like to do. I like to find a partner, somebody that, that don't mind spending some money on their own, but, yeah. you know, not millions, but just yeah. enough to get us going and then, and then go from there, so. Okay. So we do a pass-along question on the show. Uh, last night we had dinner with Robbie Gordon, and his question actually coincidentally lined up with your Reddit Q&A. Right. It's not really a question, but he said, if Jeremy Mayfield wanted to, he could come run the stadium super trucks with us if he had the sponsorship. He'd be, right. he'd be welcome in our series. Right. And then funny enough, I, I get on Reddit after that, and one of your things that you mentioned several times right. is, yeah, I'd like to run in that stadium super truck right. series. <laughs> I was right. like, well, dude, that, we and, need to make that deal happen. Right, and, and I, I'd love to do that, you yeah. know, and, and do something, you know. And um, like I said, Robbie's – been cool to me. I, yeah. Like I said, I, he he and I were kind of in the same situation. You know, he really didn't. He came in on his own and yeah. and kind of fought for his what he believed in. You right. know, and, and um, we're obviously in the same situation right now that we that we're both in, yeah. but yeah. sort of. But uh, yeah, I, I got a lot of respect for him, and I would run with those trucks. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So tonight we're having dinner with Shane Meal. Yeah, former NASCAR driver, USAC driver. Uh, any, I don't know if you even know the guy. Yeah, I know him. Okay, if you could pass along a question to Shane Meal about anything at all what would um, it be there's a lot of stuff I would ask him but you know what I mean <laughs> he, and I, he and I got some it. stuff in common you know what I mean but um, um, just so see. you're aware it's a coincidental thing on the on the schedule oh I know yeah yeah, yeah. no that's cool that's cool <laughs> um, let's see I guess what he's doing now I don't even know what he's doing yeah. now you know I'm hoping yeah. he's doing okay and 
uh, on what I'd ask him, but um, heck, I don't even know. That's a hard question. I may even come back to that one. Yeah, it's fine. So you were uh, telling us earlier how you had you had a you had the fastest jet in the paddock, and <laughs> and you were making two and a half million dollars from Penske. Um, I, I I honestly don't know. How are you living right now? In terms yeah. of like, what's what's your house like? What kind of company? I saw your I saw your truck outside. Yeah. Well, I live in a uh, it's a old mobile home trailer okay. right over here on the lake. And <laughs> I was like, I think he's. I think. I guess. We live. Uh, my wife and I live on. Um, we live still live on Lake Norman. We're on oh, Lake cool. Norman. Yeah, oh, we're cool. in a place over there on the lake. And yeah. um, um, we got some stuff that we're working on, trying to, you know, do something, move to another place, okay. with some land again, you know. Okay. And uh, it's got a shop and stuff on it, and hopefully. And like all the all the back taxes and restitution and all that stuff is. That uh, all? We're working on it. It's okay. the restitution's paid. That, that's okay. all. All my legal stuff's done. Oh, good. Okay. And uh, the back taxes were were just a kind of a damn. Uh, you know when you do your. Uh, like when you go to your taxes, pay them quarterly. Like we're, we were yeah. self-employed, kind of my own self deal. Yeah. Are you pay your taxes based on what you made the year before? Yep. yep. All right. Well, when that we stops, know. when that stops, and you, you're not making that money just immediately, and you still got a quarterly taxes, you got to pay. Yeah. Okay. And you're like, well, how the hell am I gonna pay this? You so know you I mean? went and you went from making millions at Evernham to, to stop to nothing. Just, right. Yeah. No yeah. nine. You know, just stop. And yeah. uh, and then we then you then you got write-off stuff at like airplanes. You got trailers and all that that you've rolled off five years that, that hadn't been five years yet. Yeah. You know, so then when you start getting rid of all this stuff, you owe more on it than what you sold it for. You know what I mean? Oh, because the depreciation. Yeah, and all yeah that. a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah. You know, and so, so th that kind of got me in a in a bind with the IRS and all that. But I'm about hopefully about say 120 days away from all that being. Oh wow! Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And and all that was 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 the fact of you know we went through a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah. just stuff that just hit one after another. You know, our farm and just IRS and just NASCAR and just all this stuff happened to us one time. You know. And um, we're we're real close to getting all that stuff, you know, totally cleared up behind us and um, and ready to start over. It just took us a lot of years. I mean, it's taken a long time to get this to where we're at, but um, it don't seem like long. It seemed like yesterday, but yeah. when you got bit, we had a lot of big <laughs> that that just went on, you know. Yeah, yeah, two and a half years of doing illegal yeah. trying yeah. to stay out of prison, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. You know, we but, don't know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> we're not. <laughs> well, awesome. I, can, I can tell you this: when they say you're, everybody's one bad decision away from from falling off the damn cliff, yeah. that's what happened. Right. And when you fall and you think that who you think is going to catch you. They're gonna watch you go by and go, man. Sorry about that, dude. Right, right. While yeah. you're heading down the bottom, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then when you hit, the, when you get in the bottom of the hole and you're trying to get out, and you climb up and you get your fingers on top of it, somebody walks by and accidentally steps on you, you go right back down in it. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, that's one thing I can say is we've been from, the top to the bottom. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? And we're still here and still surviving and, right. and still laughing and, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff they can't take away from us. You know. We'll Come. Oh, uh, coming from Hollywood, uh, uh, it's very common that you see an actor or a producer. I mean, we're seeing, especially right now in October, you know, very famous producers going through a lot of shit. Um, it's very common for a lot of people to just sort of abandon the oh, actor. Yeah, or that's exactly yeah. what I'm who's, who's stuck with you? Man, um, from the outside world, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, like yeah. really still today. But I know that when all this happened, everybody I knew pretty much, was, we had a lot of calls, people were concerned. Mm -hmm. But to stick their neck out for you. Yeah. You know, and they're still in that business. They right. couldn't, you know, and I understand that, you know, and, um, you know, you just don't look back, you know, but I mean, my wife's been there for sure. I was sure. going to say, Shane my has wife, been like. Oh, yeah, when, when you say stuck with us, I'm thinking me and her, you know, because we've yeah. been together throughout all of it. And, right. And she's been just totally cool, you know, awesome. She lived it. She knows it. She's seen me. You, you don't know. have a bigger champion in the world than your wife. Right, yeah. I'm telling she you. Is, she yeah. has got you I know back. that. And, yeah. and, you know, she's just been totally supportive. Her family, my family, you know, right. everybody that knows us, we're all, it's all been good. Yeah. You know, and the rest of the world. You know, I get about 
I'd say 95% of the people that I see and visit and meet, you know, when they finally see you, all you know, realize everything's cool. Mm -hmm. And you'll get one asshole across the street over there that looks over, is that Jeremy Methfield? You know, shit yeah, like yeah, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. You get one of those every once in a while, not very often. Right. You know, sure. and in the internet, you get some on there because they're, well, well, they're trying to play badass. No consequence. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but the good thing about it is, is I don't care what they say. You can't really say anything any worse than that's already been you done. You've felt us. it. Yeah. You've had it. I've had yeah, it. I've already yeah, felt yeah. it. I've been done with it, and, yeah. I, and I never fail. I'm right back up. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's what that's what we're both proud of. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And and people, you know, I get people saying all the time, man, don't you wish you just went and done the road recovery? No. I mean, would you go road recovery? But your thing is that you'd have to admit that's to do that. You have to admit that you've yeah. done if, something wrong. If you don't mind me going exactly. If you don't mind me going back, it, it's still not 100 percent clear to me. So, kind of the basis of of the logic pattern is that Doctor Black kind of had a reason to to make sure that that, that you, everything came out positive the way that it did. Well, it, we can't find any reason other than that, other than sure. him, him and NASCAR, because there's only... That. But I guess my question is, I mean, yeah, you had moments where you spoke out against NASCAR, but there's like 30 guys that do that whenever they're pissed off at a yeah. decision. So why you? Well, that's where it goes back to the... Uh, and. If y'all want to go into this part, it's a whole other. I mean, it's a whole other section of it. But it's I, up to you, I'll just make it short. Yeah, sure it's, it's your know. call. It's your call. Yeah. All right. Everybody said, "Well, why would Brian France do that to you?" Why yeah. Brian, well, I don't know if y'all seen who one of my witnesses was for for the uh, my case that that with NASCAR was was Brian's ex-wife. Okay. All right. And if you ever know ex-wife, you can find out a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's why we'll never get married. <laughs> All right. He, he was in a bad. He was in a big divorce with her. Yeah. And uh, he'd already remarried and still fighting her with the divorce i get a call one day you know out of the blue right in the middle of all this says says jeremy this is so-and-so i said oh hey how are you doing i know who it was um i'd like to sit down and talk to you I got something you might want to know okay so intriguing so, yeah oh yeah so went over there talked to her her, her new boyfriend or a guy was with her helping her and he was a lawyer he's an attorney and uh I was going to tell you, I don't give shits on her or not. Everybody knows about it. But she said uh, she said he made a comment to her that he didn't like – he he classified drivers as laborers. He said, I'm not going to have one, that one of my drivers laborers. Um, what do you call a mother? You call a mother. I'm just saying that. Uh, yeah. One of my owners, you know, publicly on TV and all this stuff, mm -hmm. da, 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 yeah. And made that comment. All right, so we brought all this up. This is all this court – it's all court records. You can see it all in court. And uh, – so we brought all that up. Now we're showing why he would do that. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't know what I've done to piss him off other than I did mother Ray a little bit. You know what I mean? But yeah. all right, so that, that was years before that. Right. So if I'm blackball from the sport and I kind of knew it, I show back up with my own race team, that's going, yeah, sure. right. you, you know what I mean? Right. And then make the Daytona 500. One thing just kept winning and then showing up with the wrong sponsor, didn't ask this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that starts answering all of our questions for us, you know, that everybody has and, and mine. And um, so we made a big deal out of that, and that's when the judge just threw everything out. And, but – I mean, threw it out in the sense that he just said this whole thing is just not worth it or what? Yeah, yeah I guess. You know, just, well, not because it wasn't worth it, because sure. if you get um, attorneys that hang out with the judge and this, that, and the other, you know, when, he, when, he, when he threw it out in the summary judgment, what was the, the reason for throwing it out? Um, it's something stupid, like, because I didn't sign that waiver for one of them. You know, that's the main thing. I signed the waiver and I couldn't sue NASCAR for no reason. Copy. It had nothing to do with the drug test. Right, right, right. right. You know, he could, there was nothing they could rule in the drug test to show that I, that I, that I tested positive mm -hmm. for that other than their own results that they made up and that they wouldn't even let us take the B samples into, they said that, that uh, LabCorp can do the testing. I, 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 I'll, I'll leave it alone, I promise. But so the idea is that three years later, according to you, Brian France and, and Dr. Blacker somehow colluded in this, in this process. Did, who called who first on the, 
so you disclose you're taking Adderall, um, and then it comes out declared in D. You let the lab tech know in the in the drug test, or who called who? To do what now? That when you were disclosing that you had oh, Adderall in the I, I in talked. The, that urinary. was Dr. Black. He called you, or you called? Yeah, him? he called me. Okay. Because I'd called him. That's what I was supposed to do. If I'm taking anything, call oh, him. Oh, he called out and let him yeah, know. Yeah, and he right. called me back Sunday night. You know, after I've already raced and everything. Right. You know. Right. So, but but yet I'm I'm got uh, three times the lethal limit of methamphetamines in my body, but I'm racing a NASCAR race. You see what I mean? None of it makes sense. None of it. You know, the whole thing. You know. We're we're all kind of on the inside. Um, you've dropped some some names earlier, kind of half joking, but um, you know it's there have been other drivers who've been fabled to be doing stuff. Do you? Why would those guys not test positive? Well, um, there's only been like before me. It was only one other Cup driver. That was Tim Richmond. And when Tim Richmond got caught positive, I don't know if you read his deal, his lawsuit is almost worth worth same as mine. You know what I mean? And they come out and the guy admitted he falsified his results. The lab tech did. Well, but they say that could also have been to cover up, you know, the HIV and things like that. Yeah, but they didn't know he had HIV. They wanted him out of the sport. Everybody knew that. They they did not want Tim Richmond because he spoke up. He was playing one. Oh, I know, but he looked totally different. He he was doing things his way. And they, he, and, and you can tell by the way the drivers are now. They don't want that. They don't want things their way. You know what I mean? That, they want their way, not the way personality comes in. You know. And so, I mean, that's the only thing I got. I don't know why any other reason other than I didn't kiss her ass and I wasn't a politician, you know? If um, if Dr. Black had, uh, let me put it this way. Um, they, everybody, uh, I'm no, I am no expert on your analysis or right. drug tests, but um, Adderall, Claritin D both have amphetamines in them. Right. But uh, they say that they're low enough doses that they may come either, they'll, if at worst they'll produce a false positive, but a lot of times it's barely in there in, the, in right. your analysis. Had you not disclosed it, do you think it would have been caught? No. If I hadn't if I hadn't told him, I wish I hadn't. That's one thing I wish I hadn't never done. If I didn't, if I never said a word, they had all week to scheme up. Hey, we got one. It's Mayfield. Da, 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 da. You know, and they could they could scheme up all kinds of stuff. You know. Could you make the argument that you were maybe not so much a, a, a Brian France enemy as much as they wanted? They have this new policy. They have oh, this yeah, new road to exactly recovery. Exactly a year later, too. You know. Yeah. Um, it, it was one of the two. It was, I think it was a combination of things that helped everything they had that they wanted to have done. You so know you, I mean? do you think you, maybe the hope is that you could become kind of the poster child of the road recovery? Oh, yeah, recovery? for sure. Yeah. Okay. And they thought because I'm on my own team, I wasn't going to stand up to them, wasn't going to fight it. I had too much involved, which I don't, I'm not, I don't look at things that way. You know what I mean? I can still sit here today and go home at night and go to sleep. I ain't got to worry about, well, I was a chicken <laughs> like they are, you know, and, and got scared and went, you know, I'm not going to do that, you know. And, I, and I, that's something I don't think that they knew. Some people know that about me, but I, a lot of people don't. You know what I mean? Robbie Gordon ain't going to you know, he, he take oh, too much Oh, we saw that. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. Mean? And, yeah. And he's out too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I ain't going to take none, and I'm out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anybody that don't kiss their ass. Uh, so, obviously, sort of being on what you'd call the black ball side, you know. Uh, Outlaw, the renegade, the, I guess. <laughs> you can do it. Sean Heckman it. is known as the renegade of Pro-Am Sports Car Racing PR. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, from one renegade to another, we yeah. understand each other. <laughs> right. You Ryan, um, and uh, <laughs> now we have to do a renegade photo. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But uh, 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 because you're 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 more willing to talk, is your buddy all right? Yeah, um, yes. Okay. He's uh, got a dog out there. Ah, cool. Oh, by the way, if it's the same dog in the videos I saw, that dog's adorable. Is it the red, the red looking dog? Little, yeah, yeah. Little golden. Oh, he's cute. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, what? You got a lot of shit on a lot of people, presumably. So, like, yeah, you know, there's a like we talked about. There's a lot of guys who are known for maybe being partiers who not everything is out there in the public. What not? What are some of the lengths that journalists have gone to to try and get shit out of you? I'm like, oh, okay, who else in the paddock is doing? Th that they haven't because really? they don't want to be the one to 
no one wants it. to do it. Because if you expose it, then you used to be a journalist. Oh, you know so you're saying we're in trouble. We don't, we don't well, we're not NASCAR journalists. Either. No, we don't work for NASCAR. We're not journalists. I raced <laughs> in the emphasis. I raced, <laughs> I should say. Yeah, I would I'm be good. careful talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Yeah, Worth yeah. it. But, no, I mean, as long as I, you know, they they don't really don't come after me because of it because they don't really, I don't think, everybody knows, nobody wants to, nobody's going to expose it. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You know. But you, but would, I'm, I'm you would definitely w- freely say there are guys who are partying right now. I don't know about right now. I'd say they are. I mean, I know. Yeah, in your day. My day, for sure. Yeah. yeah, right, right. All right. I got nothing after that. Okay. So, um, right. other favorite. Hey, and y'all, y'all call me too if you need, if you want to do anything extra, anything. Sure. Like we well, this is our last day in, in North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah. We're, but, heading, uh, we're gonna have dinner with Shane Meal, and then we go down to. Hey, tell him I said hey though. We definitely will. For sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, Robbie said the same thing to both of you guys. He's like, okay. "Oh man, I love those dudes." Yep. Um, we're going down to to Daytona tonight. Basically, we'll, we'll drive a little bit down there, and then we'll finish up tomorrow. And right. then uh, we have Brian France tomorrow. No, I'm no, just kidding. kidding. Oh my kidding. god. Kidding. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and Jeremy's question. Let me tell you this. I talked to Shane was at a racetrack not too long ago, back last year or something like that. Okay. He, he was in his wheelchair. He, yeah. I know you know he's racing or has raced team, whatever. Right. And he said, uh, we was talking about everything. He laughed. He said, he said, you know what's crazy, man? I said, what? You know, he's, he's good, but he's cool when you talk to him. Yeah. He's like pretty laid back. He said, uh, man, there's only been like uh, four people that got suspended, you know, indefinitely from NASCAR, you know. And he said, man, me, me and you don't want two motherfuckers still alive. Like, <laughs> <laughs> out of the four, he said, me and you don't want two motherfuckers still alive. <laughs> That's what I never thought about. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. All right, all right. So, if you you had a a legacy that you wanted to leave with the listeners of Dinner with Racers, anything like what what would you want people to say? Because I'm actually really curious to see how our listeners take to this episode because yeah. they probably saw headlines and never clicked on it right, for the right. most part because right. it's mostly a road racing base. Right. Right. Um, but we do have NASCAR listeners too. But I'm really curious to hear what they say about that because most of our listeners are really like they f- listen. They're pretty right. sharp. You know what yeah. I mean? They're right, really right. sharp. And I'm really curious to hear what their take is on you. But if you could leave something with the average listener that might not have ever heard your side of the story right. or even clicked past a headline, what, right. what, would it, what would you say? Man, probably um, – not to, I mean, really, what I what I talk about a lot now is me and my wife is don't judge people. You know what I mean? Until you really know who they are, and mm-hmm. and um, that's probably one of the biggest things I like to say. You know, because a lot of people hear things from the media. You know, you're seeing it every day on the news. And Trump couldn't be any more right than he is about the media. Everybody knows it. Not against nothing against you guys. We're about. We're not, we're not, we're not, I know. I know. I know. I know. We're not the media. We're not the media. But you know what I'm talking <laughs> we're about. Two <laughs> assholes eating food. Like, like they can say whatever they want, and make you out to whatever you want to be. Yeah. yeah. Right. And me, and my yeah. wife and I fought through all that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and 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 we survived it. And and to know, on our side, we know what we knew what was going on. And, and to see that on TV, going, what the hell? You know, totally, totally different. Yeah. 180 off. So I just say, don't, don't, please, don't judge anybody. You know, until you hear their story and know what they've really been through. Because, because right. just about everybody out here goes through something. Sure. You know, and nobody out here is perfect. You know, and yeah. and uh, and um, you know, just don't judge until you, until you understand what what they went through. You know. Yeah. So I, I guess that's that. good enough. Is yeah. that what you're saying? That's Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, should we get the right, lot of Yeah, here? so we've been here. And I appreciate you guys. I really do. Yeah. I think it's cool. Oh, thanks, and this is probably yeah. the funnest, coolest interview I've done. You know oh, what I mean? That's awesome. Well, our big thing yeah. is, is like people are going to say, well, you had Jeremy Mayfield. You didn't ask him this or you did ask him that or whatever. Right. Why didn't you follow up with this? And literally our thing well, is, is like we wanted to meet him. Right. This is for us. Right, yeah. exactly. You know, and if people like listening to it, that's awesome. Right, that's, that's good. That's, that's why you keep it You keep yeah. it like that and it'll be good. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That's good. That's not a success. That's good. Awesome. But if they do say, hey, man, why didn't you ask him this? Hey, call me up, man. All Just right. tell me when you're on there, and I'll, I'll, come, I'll, I'll back. come right back to yeah. you, man. Whatever we got to do. Awesome. I'll answer any question they want. <laughs> All right. And with that, Continental's got the check.
So that is Jeremy Mayfield telling his side of the story in a way that only Jeremy Mayfield can. And uh, honestly, I I liked hanging out with the guy. It was fun. So uh, shout out to Jeremy and Shayna, who was uh, very helpful in putting this all together. And hopefully he can get back on his feet. And uh, there's there's hopefully some, some big things in the future for him. So... Moving on, we're going to listen to another group that uh, submitted something to us. This is a band called Flowtone. They are available on Spotify. Here's a song called Fool That I Am. Enjoy. Enjoy. 